0: Previously on AFTN. Now, talking about Pacific, there's been a, a... I wrote this a couple of new signings and friends of the show, but then one of them hasn't been announced yet, so I can't actually see who it is. Oh, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about the one that is, which is Callum Irving. Is that the one who I hope it is? It probably is. Yeah. Because there was somebody... A defender.
1: Oh, oh then no, I don't know. That's not who I was
0: hoping.
2: Oh. <laughs> a few moments later.
0: um, It's a former white cap... Player who's gonna just,
1: just hit mute for a second. Tell us he's gonna know the. shut that off what's, yeah, for a, a second. A
0: defender, off. highly touted. Hit it. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> cool. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. So he'll. So or her. Yeah. We don't want to give it away. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Jordan i <Houtamaya> announced as <laughs> the new Pacific signing. Looking <laughs> forward to she seeing her. kill it. Yeah. everybody and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show. Broadcasting on 101.9 FM, CITR Radio from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful
1: British Columbia.
0: I am Michael McCall.
1: I'm Steve Panter. And I'm Zachary Adam Meisenheimer.
0: And I kind of paused just before I, I spoke there because... I'd already planned how I was going to start off tonight's show and it was it was going to be yet, no. singing <laughs> no, about us being top oh. of the league Oh, okay. because we only had to win by two goals against Sporting Kansas City to be top of the league. So I had this all planned, but it's not quite worked out that way. We
2: had a better result in Liverpool at least this weekend. And his
1: man-unitedness comes to the fore
2: again. I didn't actually see that on <laughs> No, I'm score. just saying Liverpool because they're, they're the oh, best team. What's a Liverpool score? They lost 3-0 they to lost? Watford. They
0: lost? It was nil-nil at halftime. They lost 3-0 off. to Watford. The Elton John, oh. yeah. So, John see, John's that's
2: stand. a better result than them. They only lost 3-1.
0: No longer invincible. Oh. I saw the caps and Liverpool have a lot in common. Arsenal
2: tweeted out a few. Yeah. Like <laughs> <on the laughs> yeah,
1: didn't they tweet out a meme of uh, Wenger's face or but something? Possibly, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I see, I've missed this because
0: I've just... it's. Been MLS, MLS, MLS. V- all MLS, for MLS, me, MLS well, VMSL, VMSL. One Because I was at oh, you needed game to take a break. Well. <laughs> you need to take a break from MLS. I went to see some decent football. So I took myself to a VMSL Division 1 game tonight. And sadly, it was more entertaining than the Whitecaps game the, the night before. But yes, MLS is back. And I'm sure many people woke up in Vancouver this morning wishing that it wasn't. But it's back. The Whitecaps kicked off their 2020 season with a 3-1 home loss to Sporting Kansas City. Now, after being swept away on a wave of optimism last week, sparked by Freddie Montero's last-minute winner in the last pre-season match of the season against Minnesota, it feels a much different mood amongst the fan base this week. All our tweets last week were optimistic, folk talking about we're playoff contenders, blah, blah, blah. You kind of read Twitter... After yesterday's
2: match, and it was—is it the same people though, or is it just different people? The people who like to be pessimistic, people. like coming up no, on the, oh, it. Oh, it's a lot the lost, of the same people. A lot of mood swings, and
0: the mood swings of a football supporter in general. I mean, that would be a fascinating study. I'm sure it's been done before, but I think that would be a, a fascinating study into long-lasting mental damage that that it does to people, yeah. because if you're a football fan really into your team the ups and the downs the highs and the lows that you've got following your team that must do something to you what if it's all just lo- lo- lows <laughs>
1: or steady lows
0: yeah true I mean not everyone's a Cowdenbeath fan though but <laughs> it, is that what S stands for PTSD soccer probably I think it has to be because y- you do sometimes in the same game you go through amazing highs and amazing lows that's what makes the game So fantastic. The game on Saturday night at BC Place maybe wasn't so fantastic. And we'll delve into the main talking points of the match in a second. But let's just start by asking what was your mood heading out of BC Place last night? Oh, heading out. Yeah, heading out. Oh,
1: heading out was good. I got to talk to Eric Hurtado.
2: It was good. Did he string along a few words or did he give him a hug? uh,
1: No, yeah, I did. Of course. As, as anyone would. Did the conversation he last to, longer than you, 10 seconds? Michael, yeah. you like this. He wanted to sign my, <laughs> He wanted to sign one of my chest. Oh. <laughs> it was a bit of a joke. He was, kids were having him sign stuff. Oh. And he's Did, like, I'll sign your chest. And I was like, no, I'm good.
0: Were his answers more than a five words? Because Harmy spoke to him before the game on Friday. I thought, oh, maybe use that in the show. We spoke to him for 70 seconds. There was about 10 or 12 questions in that time. And many of my questions were longer than his answers. Yeah. He's a man of few words. You don't need to say much when you bury the ball in the oh. back of the net like he did. And celebrate. Yes. Can you hear the noise? Or the lack of... But,
2: I mean, but it, he could have been doing it to the Kansas City
0: supporters. I think he was. I yeah. think he was. It's
2: like, I, I hear you cheering.
0: I hear yeah. you cheering. Because I can't hear anything else in the stadium. <laughs> but I mean, what was your mood heading out the game? Aside from meeting your your hero, no,
1: uh, I, you know, we were just talking on the way in. It just it it just seemed like uh, it seemed like a a different a different. It seemed like the same team from last year, same performance from last year, but like not n- night and day from what happened in the Portland preseason tournament. Yeah. It just, it just it it was really it was really weird to I, see I miss, to see like a step I miss back. Portland already. It, it it's it's there. like
2: they were. Uh, I, I don't. I, it's hard to see nervous, but they were they were off a little bit from the Portland. Maybe it was because it was their Maybe they need to play a game at home during the preseason, mm. just to just to get used to it. Considering they play their opening game every year, but I don't know. Maybe they just need to get it out of their system that they're playing in front of Homestead. Well, and they we were
0: talking about this yeah. just walking in just now as well. The the talk Stop after leave, the game. Keep
2: it for the show. I know. Let's it's, save it for the show. Stop we we just like to leave
0: you. Right. <laughs> <So, laughs> you are just warming so, up. So I we mean, don't want Steve to know that we're talking about this, but. The words after the game from the players and the coach was that the the, the occasion got to them. The pressure oh, really? of being at home and the, the full well, house. Which is going to be okay because they're going to be playing to half houses yeah. going forward just by the season ticket sales. Something else we'll come to later in the show.
2: Maybe it's because you're stuck in traffic. Possibly. maybe it just well, I know I get irritated when I'm stuck seeing, in traffic. Seeing
0: a swarm of 700 fans rush towards you. Maybe like for Freddie Montero, maybe he gave him PTSD from his time at Sport in Lisbon. Who, I mean, who
1: knows? Shocked so, his hair
0: blonde. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It, it wasn't blonde going into the game.
1: No. It was awkward after the game when the coach and every single every single one of the players, or almost every single one of the players, who talked to the media or you know on the videos that they put out or whatever, all used the exact same word. It's called unity, Zach. Yeah, yeah. have a. So we know that's dead in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. So it either yeah. either that's it's not a, the first time. It's not though, the first this time year, that's that the players have all been
2: seen right. from the well. Hands, they would have talked handsheed. during the game and and after the game and at halftime. Maybe that they just realized that that's what's going on, right? Especially at the beginning of the game,
0: right? So the word I mean, that I mean, there was a discussion of hey, how do
1: we? Why are you playing so shit? <laughs> oh, the crowd man has got me. No, but they. Used, oh, me too. So they use the word anxious. Like, mm-hmm. well, like uh, I, I don't understand how a whole team of professional footballers. Can be anxious. I do have a theory,
0: though, because so much has been made of the fact that they have to perform, and you kind of wonder where the message that's got them anxious may have come from. Of like, we need you to win these home games. We need you to get the bums on the seats. We need you to make BC Place a fortress. Did that play too much into their mindset?
2: Was it coming from the four guys in the stands?
0: Yeah. Because the the four horsemen were sitting in front of us now in the cornerstones. Press box. Cornerstones, cornerstones, sorry, I always mix those two things up. I don't know. What you're oh, talking. you might not know this. So, uh, Mark Panis, Axel oh. Schuster, uh, Jeff Anderson, and
2: Bobby Leonard. Do they sit in front of you? Yeah, they sit in front of us in, in the <laughs> stands amongst the people. It might be just for the opening game, but I don't know. But it what that wow. happen yet. Yeah. Like
1: like the the whole team walking through a crowd of people yeah. the game, That could turn out bad. Yes. That's something else we'll come to later. That's in the why show. we
2: decided not to tweet the picture during the game. <laughs> so
1: but now, 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 everyone will know. Oops. <laughs> the well, the people around him and
2: millions and millions of people. The people know? knew around him. Yeah. They, they they weren't like the hiding themselves were coming up them Did not have any security around him. They know what Jeff that. Anderson looks like now. No.
0: It it could get awkward <laughs> over the course of the season if things take a downward turn. To be fair. <laughs> Although the folk in that section maybe aren't as vocal as elsewhere. Did Axel take Jeff's seat? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, Zach's gone already. Now I, I was thinking about this as I went make home a note and, of word cut. <laughs> I was thinking about when I went home, how I was feeling after it. And I I felt like, what are those stereotypical prisoners you see on TV shows that are keeping a tally on their, their prison wall <laughs> as to how many days they've been in, yeah. marking a countdown to their release? So my bedroom wall now at home has got a tally of one on it, only 33 more to go before we're free. Well, plus cup
1: matches for you. Oh, those,
0: those I'll look forward to. Oh. I'll just be one of those as well, probably, by the way that we're going. Let's be honest, Saturday, it felt piss poor. It was. It was. It was set up to be a battle of the number nines. Cavallini versus Pulido. Two players making the move from Liga MX for their first seasons in MLS. Coming to two teams. Two players coming to two teams that are rare big money splashers. But they've they've gone. They've got these, these front guys. And in the end, it was a tale of one of them. Taking basically the one chance that he got... Yeah, he didn't have very many. No, compared to the other... Not taking either of his yeah. two.
2: Actually, two, I would say three. Chances. I would say three chances. There was the one that uh, um, Graham Zusie, who kept who for the first little bit was calling Benny Fellhober the whole time. Um, Graham Zussi stopped when he was... The slid? The slid, the slid, like he off. slid to slid. Recovery? To, yeah. yeah, so yeah. He, if he had gotten a shot off there, it was a good chance he gets that on net. I remember that. Um, oh, then he hit yes. the post. And then the that, last one, yeah. which to make was them. kind of... Could have been offside, but was never called. Uh, but that was he definitely... Yeah. 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 That's where he tried to make him right? Yeah. Yeah. So there was three chances for Cavallini. There was.
0: Yeah. Let's let's quickly look at the goals because we don't want to delve too much into how the much games XG. This how year. much XG was that though? Oh yeah, there's been discussions about XG and Vancouver's XG was uh, great. Apparently, fantastic. Yeah. My eye test says yeah. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And I like to go with my eye test. That's what my optician always said. <laughs> I do have to go and get new prescription sunglasses because some bastard broke into my car during the week. And the only two things he took were my prescription sunglasses and my dog's hammock from the back of the car. So someone who has a dog in
1: the same prescription as you.
0: Yeah. I actually then went out around the neighborhood trying to find him. And I did because he was looking in more cars and trying doors. He took off after realizing that I was following him. I'd had my Doc Martin boots on and everything. I was ready to go getting fired up for Football Violence Awareness Month. But he took off. Could you call the police? You work for them. I could have. (laughs) <laughs> except I hadn't taken my phone with me. Oh, what? You I left know, your house without your phone? Yeah, left the phone, brought my knife, but no phone. <laughs> are you supposed to document the... Okay, Just let's cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's kick it, off a review of the game Swiss Army knife, as by as looking at the goals. Casey's first. Cornelius heads a Zussi free kick into the air. The Caps slow to react mm-hmm. to the second ball. It ends up then being headed onto Pulido... Lovely finish from him, as soon as it left his head, I said, that's in. well, first Caputo, of all, no chance first
2: of all, unnecessary free kick given away by Reyna mm-hmm. to start it off yeah. with I felt like it was not even he just that was a lazy free kick to give away, and then Cornelius did what he could do because of the free uh, the free kick came at a decent angle on him so he cleared up in there, no reaction from no whiskey uh, not not quick enough at least, and then yeah. Ali Adnan didn't really do anything to really put any pressure on Polito. Yeah, Polito had a very I, easy time I, there.
0: I can't blame Adnan too much because I think he was worried about giving away a penalty. I mean you're going
1: up against
2: yeah, it, he would a have striker. But, the slightest but, touch you'll die. Instead of putting your foot up there, why not get Oh yeah, he body put his foot in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 You could have got oh, your body yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. into him.
1: That was awkward the way that he put his foot in, because yeah, that was it was yeah. yeah. It was a bad goal. But eleven minutes later,
0: it's back level. A goal. Finished by Jake And I'm not really sure who had him to be the first Whitecaps goal scorer of 2020. Did it your tweet? ten thousand to no. one odds. There's a few responses to the tweet. A lot of them not nice. Oh. A lot of them ragging on Jake, the guy that's just scored a goal. Saying one one tweet in particular said, "I don't even know how he gets paid to be a footballer. He's just scored the first goal
1: of the season." That's a bit of a pulse on the the you know the populace. Yeah. There. But, uh, I, mean, I guarantee
2: you there's at least uh, uh, how many teams in MLS list now? There's at least like uh, 12 to 13 teams that would have him as a starting right back. Yeah, And
0: he finished it but th- this was this was David Milinkovic's goal. Mm-hmm. It was all Milinkovic. Great stuff on the left. Now Zusi. It's been said by a lot of pundits that last season he was the weak link in the, the SKC defence. And Milinkovic made him look foolish on that goal. Great little bit of hustle from him. He kind of used his weight. Didn't get pushed off the ball. Perfect cross into the box. We had a full back in the six-yard box. What a pleasant
1: change. Yeah, It felt like David was giving his 200%. David. David was giving his two hundred percent. He was. He's fired up. I'm gonna we, we sp- actually I got a chance to speak to David. Because he doesn't so. give less than two hundred percent is my understanding. Oh really? Yeah. Um do, do is you math th-
2: different in France?
1: I don't know. Just oh. listen to the interview. Do you guys feel like oh. G- do you guys feel like
2: Jake uh, pushed the goal from Lucas? Lucas was right on the doorstep there too you I, think you would have had a chance to go Luke,
0: Lucas, it would have come to him and finished
2: it, but, yeah. I mean,
0: you've got to be... Yeah, you got
2: to take yeah. it. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't have taken it, in, yeah. but Lucas was in that position too. Yeah, I so. think
0: if Jake had missed it, Lucas would have uh, put it away. And then who knows what that would have done for Lucas for the rest of the game. It's all Jake's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but another 11 minutes passed, and then KC went back ahead. It's a kind of magic, magic. Magic. I tweeted that out yesterday. That, oh, it's a kind of magic. Forgetting that maybe a lot of people didn't grow up listening to early Queen in the 80s. I don't think. That was a tweet I felt deserved more love than it got. No one got it. Maybe nobody listened to that music. It was a lovely finish from the Ethiopian. Who, to me, he looked hungry all game. And that's the kind of midfielder that we need. We need a hungry midfielder. And maybe i will bring that jingles jangling along, just as, and we just need some hunger in there.
2: And and then and then that, that goal there, that was the midfield dropping way too far back. Yeah, and just oh, leaving so oh, much space well, at the K- top Kinda of the box. kind started
0: the move and finished the move. He just ghosted so, it at the edge of the box, unmarked, untracked.
1: Well, the problem, was, I mean, I didn't see this from Huang as much, but Ru- Russell. I know lots of people had lots of concerns about Russell yesterday, but. I, I watched him Why all lo- they talk about Russell, man? As Mark DeSantis said, you're right. Well, if you watched, he, when when they uh, didn't have possession in their own half, he dropped so deep. Like, he would not be with his man. Yeah. He would drop deep and try and react to his man. I'm and wondering... they would either just pass around him or would open up chances. I was so deep. He rejoined Carl
2: Robinson in Australia. <laughs> I'm wondering if he. I wonder if I think that was the strategy because they were concerned about Cornelius and Camiri being there back yeah. there. That I don't. Tybert normally doesn't drop that far back. Normally. You might be right
1: because he did it like it wasn't just once. It was like and, kept on and happening. And if that's but, the
2: case, if he was supposed to drop back, that would have been Wang's job to follow Kinda across the ball. Yeah, but you can't. Or Raina to come I do think Raina to come back.
0: I think Wong was the guy that lost Kinda yeah. in, in that goal. Is it Wang but, or Wong? It's Wong. Oh, I'm sorry, Wong. When we have a midfield of dong and bum, that is just going to be solid. The goal, though, it felt like it sucked the life out of the stadium. And it could all have been so different just before half time if Kava had taken that chance. I thought I was going to get my dream of Johnny Russell getting his first Whitecaps assist as the ball cannoned off his face (laughs) into the path of the Whitecaps. But then Kava crashed it off the post. It's the whole if the queen had ball, she'd be the king stuff again. But if that had gone in, I think we'd have seen a much different second half. I think that would have settled the nerves, and it would have been a, a different half time team talk. And I think the team would have come out differently in the second half. Yeah, and
2: as bad as the f- start of the first half
0: was, the, the second, second half, half was start, was especially the first. So, um, Steve there- said to me at one point, we "We're about twenty odd minutes, and he's like I've not written anything for the second half." And I went, it's the last thing you've got, Cover hit in the post. He's like, Yeah. It's like, Yeah. That's what it felt like. I think it was
1: like 30 minutes before what? they did mm. anything. And MDS's comments made it sound like he thought the second half was better. Mm. Which a lot of people. I think
2: you know, uh, maybe he meant because KC really didn't do anything in that first 30 minutes, <laughs> those 30 minutes either. Maybe that's what he's talking about. That they, no, I mean, neither KC team didn't, didn't have to. Yeah. KC were just comfortable.
0: Yeah. They. They were the, game, the way the game was going just suited them perfectly, and I think they knew if
1: we need to up a gear at any point, we can do that. And partly because they just often, when they got the ball, they would just keep possession and pass it around, pass it around, pass it around, move up the field slowly, uh, and, and they were happy in possession.
0: I mean, the when Whitecaps they, they had tried to introduce a spark. They brought on blonde bombshell, Freddie Montero, who I think from this day forward on the show we, we'll now have to refer to as the good Colombian, just to make a, a difference there. We'll be coming to Dahomey in part two. At least Freddie stays on his feet. Kava then had another chance to draw the Cats life on the dying stage of the second half. Was it offside? Was it not? We were debating this. I don't think it was offside. I watched it back it, today. Yeah. It's so tight. Yeah, it's, So it's not clear yeah, it's and not obvious. Clear, well, yeah. that, that doesn't seem to matter these days. Yeah, but true. yeah, it wasn't clear and obvious. But I could see it getting given offside. I could see it not getting given you have to finish that when you're the man.
2: But he really didn't have any time to react. As soon as he turned around, Melia was there. Yeah, so Melia Ma- no did superb. He did yeah.
0: come off. Then the dagger in the heart. Dagger. It was great. Well, let's be honest. It wasn't the first time that Eric Hurtado has sent Whitecaps home from BC Place disappointed. <laughs> he
2: did it again. Lovely finish. Uh, I think he, didn't. He used to always score away from BC Place. Yeah. And yeah. then that Most was his, his. First time. Well, he, he, no, the Seattle goal.
1: Yeah. Okay, I know the game was over and stuff, but every time I watch that goal, uh, I I question Ali Adnad's commitment as a professional footballer in Vancouver. If you go and watch that goal, yeah. the ball's coming across, and he's like, I could get in front of him. I could try and stop him from hitting this. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I have no idea. You go back and watch that. that. It's it's disturbing. I, do, I don't think the coaches will have kind words for him this week. It, it was the kind of, like, I don't care. That is unacceptable in football. In my oh no! Interest. I'm gonna to have to. I'll rewatch watching, that watch it, a it break, at the break. Actually, watch it at the break. Yeah. Or during the audio. He he could have. Oh yes. He, he could have. He up. could have done. He could have tried to put a foot in. He could have tried to get in the way. There's enough time, in my opinion.
0: I mean, all round, I thought it was a pretty awful performance. Very little positives. Very little signs on this one game. And I remember, it's one game. The things are different this year, but. I want to kind of not just be completely pessimistic about this, and we're going to look at some of the positives as well, because there were a couple over the next little bit. But before we get into any more of the game, let's play a little bit of audio from both gaffers. We're going to hear from SKC's Peter Vermees and then MDS.
3: It's the first of 34 games, right? So uh, I never want to go too crazy here, but uh, what I'd say is uh, this is always a tough match, right? You, you, we normally play away from home on our first game all the time, and it's it's always a tough thing to do for the team because you have to go into somebody else's place on a home opener. You have to try to take the sting out of the, the, the fans, um, and, and then you also have to be brave because at times in the game you either have to be really good with the ball, you have to be willing to, to, to defend really well. I mean, there's just... There's a lot of things you have to be able to do, you know, and emotions go up and down. And so um, I thought the guys handled it very well. I thought they implemented the game plan well. I thought they they were committed. I thought we were fit. I think we we really showed that we were fit and the guys uh, deserved, you know, the victory based on, you know, all those components. Again, doing away from home is not an easy thing.
2: You had uh, new additions almost at every level of the field. But you also have a, a lot of holdovers at every level. How important was it to get those guys
3: meshed together Well, I would say we're not there yet, but I would say that we we for sure um, uh, got some adaptation, acclimation, if you will, over uh, the course of preseason. But we're definitely not firing all cylinders. Our timing is still off a little bit, but it's coming, and it it helps. Look, we had four guys on the field that haven't been with us last year. Um, That's a big number in any team. Uh, especially with your model play and the way you want to put things together. At the same time, you never know how that group's going to then react. You know, we score, they score. How, how do we now deal with that? Or, you know, the emotion changes? Do they have the momentum? How's that going to change? And I thought the guys were very mature in the game, and that has a lot to do with the guys that have been here before.
2: And considering how much money was spent on him, how important was it to get that goal early? Um, I know he's played under pressure everywhere else, but... I, I, yeah, I, can't, I every- can't
3: wait to talk to my owners tomorrow morning. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm in a great... No, uh, um yeah, it, it, I'd be lying to you if I said, yeah, it, to get his – you know, the, the, his first goal in his first game is, is it takes the, the weight off and he, he gets into the uh, the mix with the team. And the team knows we brought him in here for, for, for that specifically, right, to, to be our number nine. And so for him to, to get his, uh, you know, his first goal in his debut is tremendous. But I, I say again, it's not luck. He's, he's an excellent player. He's, he's that kind of level of player. And, and I, I'm happy for guys that when they work hard, this is, this is what happens.
4: The beginning was disappointing. Um, a lot of anxiety on our side, uh, we really wanted to do well, we were ready to play the game and for some reason uh, we just didn't start the way we wanted to. Um, the reasons, uh, we don't know, the guys were were ready and very, very excited for this game, but um, then those first 20, especially 20 minutes were not good, then we were able, like you say, to stabilize the game, to tie the game. Um, When they scored the 2-1 a little bit against the run of play, we had a very good chance that hit the post. I didn't see the play again, but I know it hit the post. Uh, Then we, in the second half, were were overall the better team. And we, we tried to dictate more. We tried to press better. We tried to create more there's a big chance um to tie the game again um we don't tie and then at the end i think the last goal is 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 heavy a little bit too much uh, in the result um but yeah that's that's my thoughts on the game
0: The gaffers, there very happy Peter Vermees. I think he had right to be happy though because it's a big season for well, KC yeah. as it is a big season for the Whitecaps and they got off to the perfect start. A way win, away win is huge. Well, that as well. And last year, JJ Adams from the province always liked to tweet out the heat maps and they were scary reading because there was just this big area in the final third that the Whitecaps just had absolutely no penetration in.
2: Tweet them out from last night as well. Strikingly eerily similar. Well, they're only a shot attempted. The only one they got in the box was the goal, I think. If you if you don't count the Cavallini one, where he turned around and and Milius smothered it mm-hmm. at the end there. Other than that, all their shots were from outside the box, so they barely ever penetrated inside the box. So it totally makes sense. I Man, it's not so much a heat map as a cold map in, yeah.
0: in the final third, but it's not all doom and gloom. If we put our logical head on, but we are football fans, and logic is not something that usually goes hand in hand with us. Let's be honest. But the team we saw out there on the BC Place pitch on Saturday night is going to look very different if we look at that starting lineup in maybe four or six weeks' time. We know that one hundred percent. That wasn't our first choice centre back pairing. It could be Godoy with one of them. It could be Godoy
2: with Ranko. It could be, I think it's either, I think Kareemi. Kareemi? Kareemi, like it, a lot of people said, oh, he didn't play very much. He didn't train that much last year. So you got to think that into account too. Yeah. He needs to, He needs a lot of work th- in the Kimiri, system. just get used to the MLS KC system. Was better. Oh, for than sure. Anything
0: was saw in preseason.
2: From yeah. he was a lot more solid. But he still wasn't good because he was more in control. But they didn't. two. They, Amazingly, the yeah. center backs really were not the cause of the. Oh no, the goals. No, 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 at no. No. True. All, That's yeah. true.
0: So I mean, you know that the defense is going to look different. Leo Obisu, he's finally arrived. He was on the pitch training today, I believe, because M- MDS said that they're going to have him on the pitch and the team had a recovery session up at UBC today. So, I mean, he should add a lot of what is badly needed in the midfield yeah. from what we've seen in his YouTube videos. The new Gersh and Kofi? I hope more consistent than Gersh. I did like Gersh, but I spoke and, about it at the time. And more
2: need consistency. More, more up front, like more penetrating moves up front into the final third. Yeah. And uh, the
0: the midfield is clearly
2: the massive problem.
0: That's was the cause. Last year.
1: That's yeah. the cause. It hasn't well, changed Last that. year, yeah. the whole MLS era, the midfield is <laughs> yeah, the main concern. There's but, a tweet from Rob Renfrew who asked us on
0: Twitter, how could the midfield not have been the main priority this offseason? And that's a very fair point. I mean, we know that that was what needed to be addressed. And they have. It's just the pieces aren't here and ready to go yet Tiber and Inbaum do not offer the dynamic midfield that we are needing to be there and it feels like a waste as well to have Wong play that deep and I mean, you talked about Tybert dropping deep. Yeah, they, but there they was can't actually, switch. there was that yeah. other times yesterday that Tybert was way up the pitch, yeah. and then Bomb was the guy that was way deep. That just seems a complete waste of his talents.
2: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind it either way if they switch once in a while to go back and forth. But in Bomb is not the kind of guy that can push the ball. He's the guy that can get the ball. you get the ball to him. He gets it up the field. But he had to play where he he was like. Get, trying to get the ball back. Yeah. He's not the kind of guy that needs to get the ball back. He should be getting the ball from whoever gets the ball back and moving it up And the I field. can't
0: remember who sent this tweet, but someone said, for a guy that's constantly talking about making a move to Europe, he's not playing like a guy oh, that wants to have of, a move to he's Europe. Right,
2: he's right now miscast in the midfield. Oh, he yeah. needs a support.
0: He needs yeah. better player. I think is going to unleash him and let him do that. Yeah. And Reyna looked poor. In the different roles that he had as well, he offered little. We'll talk about the homie in the next part, who knows more winger than midfield. But there is a new addition to the midfield. Kind of came out of left field. I don't think anyone was expecting this. A 24-year-old portuguese Ghanaian central midfielder, Janio Bickle Travis will be obviously his nickname. Travis and Jingles will be our two midfield. Why Travis? Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver.
1: Oh, great.
0: Impossible to say what he's going to add to the mix, really, because I don't think any of us were big fans of watching CSKA Sophia. They had a great uh, Tifa one here. <laughs> Did, oh, you ever
1: okay, see TIFO? Did you ever see it? Did you ever see It was uh, no. Darth Vader, Stormtroopers. Oh, okay. CSKA Sophia, Sophia. Oh, no, that's good. I'll show it to you. I like that. He has played at a high
0: level, obviously, if he's played for them. I mean, they're... Always doing well in Bulgaria, they're in the European competitions, and right now anything is better than what we've seen. But you have to wonder when is Awuso and Bickle going to get up to speed? That's that's the thing.
1: Yeah, now, and, and 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 also th- there is this, as you mentioned, I think last week, Michael. There is this supposed Argentine playmaking number ten. But well, that's yeah. not the he, summer. He's supposed come to come summer, in the summer. But, the but right. that's meant to also be the replacement for Inbom if he moves on. So, so you're, you're saying if, if, if Inbom doesn't uh, pull out of the squad, then. Well, I don't see how they can fit him in.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, oh, that, that's the they thing. know
2: Ali might be leaving too. You never
0: know. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, true. It, like, Ali's going to leave like more than he left his man unmarked on, on the third oh, yeah.
0: Now, I put a fun poll out there this morning. Oh, I missed it. Uh, I, oh, yeah, that. Let's talk about it. I yeah. It. I what, said, what will turn the Whitecaps season around? And the four yeah. options I gave can was. Can still vote? <laughs> yeah, you can. Having everyone available that got 12%. Time, that got 8%. An actual midfield got 63%. And the league shutting down because of the coronavirus. That got 17%. Right now, that is our second best chance of us turning the season around, according to fans. I voted. What did you
2: vote for? Actual midfield.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the thing that you feel is going to be the big difference maker. We've got the pieces in defence. They just need a bit of time. We've got the pieces in attack. We've seen that in pre-season as to when they're firing, what it can be. The midfield is where everything needs to get sorted out. Now, is it really doom and gloom? It's only week one. We know that there's help on the way. There's a long way to go. You can't read too much into it. But I did love Mark Weaver's tweet <laughs> on Saturday night when oh, he said, good. The thing about the Whitecaps is you've got a reserve judgment until the next time you come up with a reason to say you've got a reserve judgment says it all. But we'll be back with some more Whitecaps chat and some interviews after this.
4: Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
5: Did the day go just like you wanted? Or did you hold on with your fingernails? There were white-hot days in your youth not anymore. What's the point if we never learn? What's the point without the feeling? When the tears roll down on your cheek, you know you're alive. Let the rain pour down, let the winter. You won't find your peace in a perfect home, and the perfect man has a crack. Trust him to never come back.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. That was Belle and Sebastian there, with a track from their new album, the soundtrack for the UK indie film Days of the Bagnold Summer. It's out this year, doing the rounds at the film festivals right now, based on a comic book. Don't know if you've heard of the comic book or not, but... my God. It's a great album. Uh, That song, Did the Day Go Just Like You Wanted? Hmm. And I think it's fairly safe to say, Saturday did not go the way that the Whitecaps wanted. Friday didn't either. (laughs) Yeah, Friday Friday, maybe I I think there weren't many Positives that that you can take From the match, but there were a couple One of them For me, was it was good to see Jake Nowinski on a tear up the wing He looked revitalised And it might be because he knows That he's facing a challenge this season From Godoy could play there Bickle as well can apparently Play at right back He can also play at DM And he seems a very versatile guy The other for me was the first half play of David Milinkovic. As we talked about in the first part, the Caps goal was all in him. It's his tenacity, his strength, his skill. He made it. It was great to see. You saw what it meant to him as well. Mm -hmm. You didn't maybe see what it meant to him if you were watching on TV but after the goal, the players were celebrating but he ran to the bench to celebrate as a thank you for having the faith in me to the management team and it meant a lot to him and I think it he got a lot of assists at Hearts. He got a few goals at Hearts as well. His career was kind of derailed when he made the move to to Hull City. I don't know if being away from the game for so long maybe took its toll on him being in a competitive situation, which is why he kind of faded a little bit in the second half. He was a bit puzzled by that himself. But before we, we dig too much in, into him, I got a chance to, to sit down with him at, at training this week. Just for a chat about his journey to MLS, the move to Hearts, the move to Hull, and just what he's hoping for from now on. Let's hear now from David Milinkovic.
6: The <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just kind of want to just talk to you about your journey the last couple of years yeah, yeah. and just coming here and, and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. So, I, I first became aware of you obviously when when you signed for Hearts. Yeah. So, um, what you play there for for this season and, and a bit that you were there. When, when you joined Hearts, it yeah. was a bit of a surprise because. No-one was really expecting you. Yeah.
7: What brought you to Scotland? It was a surprise because I have signed in Serie B in uh, Foggia I have yeah. played good in cup, very well mm. against uh, Sampdoria, first division, and I've played very well in cup. And after this game, I have received one call from Craig Levine in the Scotland, half ma- Heart manager. And when he's talking with me and when I see the stadium, supported and the city, I have talked directly with my club for, mm. for take a solution for move to Heart. Because for me, I would like to go going in the new challenge, a new country, and when I have about this opportunity for going in the Scotland, I would like to go stupidly, and when I go in Scotland, this is very good. I I have very good memory, good club, very very good. Now he's not in the best uh, position in the league. Yeah, I'm. I follow every time hard. I. I see every game of heart, but uh, for, for uh, the club now it's a difficult moment, but I hope really that now we have two month more more for play better because I have good player at heart and uh, I hope uh, to stay in first division because he's not one club for going in second division. He's one very good club in, sc- in Scotland, he's uh, in the top five and this position is not good for him and the club. And uh, I hope for the supporter really to, to come back in, in your best uh, level. Because last season, Hart uh, is playing very well. And uh, September to January is the first in the league. And now he's the uh, last in the league. It's not normal because he's the same player. Uh, but it's OK. It's happening in the football. And I hope for the future of Hart uh, coming back at the best. And uh, to stay in the first division is more important now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you always seemed happy at Hearts, And like watching you play there, you are happy on the pitch. You had yeah. that game against Celtic. You stopped Celtic's. And <laughs> beating record, you got a couple of goals.
7: Did you want to stay? Oh, really when I come at heart very happy I play very well against Celtic. In, and mm. after St. and more game I play very well but after I don't score but I play every time very well in the pitch and I have good memory and I would like to stay. I will talk with Greg Levin and uh, Austin. I have talked with the stay and the supporter I will talk uh, with everything for stay. but my agent is the would like to come in for me to Hull. but really I don't like to sign for Hull. never yeah. I would like to sign. My effort is when I go to Hull, never happy to, to sign because I like to stay at heart. For me, it's a difficult moment because at Hull I don't like to go. And when I, I sign for Hull, okay, now I'm at Hull. But uh, when I sign yeah. and this difficult moment because the manager from Hull is calling me to, uh, to come for play. I have played every game in the preseason. I play very well, I score. And Kami Rosic is coming back uh, from Turkey because... Uh, your um, visit medical is not good. He's coming back uh, last day of Mercato with Hull. And when he's coming back for me, and I never have played in the bench and after nervous, because when you play good in one club, very well for one year in good, uh, very good intensity and uh, top eight in the midfield in the league, and I have more opportunity to sign. Uh, I have much club to call for me. I, my agent decided for uh, Hull. I come at Hull. The club is not playing very well and uh, never a good opportunity to play in the start eleven. And now, after Nerlus, don't like. Uh, it's difficult moment for me because I am one guy. I love too much football. I not one guy when I take money, I'm happy. I yeah, take money and don't play it. For me, it's okay. When I go in one club, I would like to give 200% for me, my family, and support uh, and the club. But when I don't have opportunity, is it not my fault. It's difficult for me, really. Uh, but this is happening in the football. Now, this is for me is uh, finish. Yeah. I don't like to see in the back. I would like to see just uh, in the future. Yeah. And now I'm I am at uh, White Cup Vancouver. It's big club. I'm very happy to sign there. And now I am with the club. It's the one month I am there. I sign. I play very well in pre-season. And now I hope to play better every day. To try every day to play better, for for stay be ready. I play very well in the friendly game with the team. The team is very good. And now every player of the team is ready. The staff, uh, player, the coach, every player. And uh, now for me is important just to play good. This season, I would like to, to to put my my best now, because I'm so hungry for last season because I don't yeah. play, and then to like to put my best now and really I I hope to to play subitly now in the league and uh, to play good for the season really is more more important for me and my family. I mean, you, you looked hungry on the pitch yeah. in Portland. I spoke to Mark at the weekend,
0: and he said. You, you guys had a phone conversation and you expressed that you were hungry, you wanted to get back to the best, you wanted to show that the player that you were. Yeah. I mean, watching you at Hull compared to Hearts, you looked like a, a different player. Was it just confidence? Were you just? Did you just feel everything about you, you just didn't want
7: to be there? And did that affect your game? No, um, I am one player, type of player. When I go in the pitch, I play 10 minutes, 20 minutes or 90 minutes. I give 200% for me and my team and the staff because I have too much respect for my coach and the club and supporter. When I take, uh, uh, when I have the opportunity to play, I give 200%, and uh, I would like to influence my team in the the pitch to play the same of me on the uh, to aggressivity, to to go 200%, and I try this. And now the team is is playing. I have played with the team five games and I play very well. Me and the mm-hmm. team. I'm happy because now the mentality of team is very good because uh, every player on the pitch gives 200% and when they go in the press uh, every player is going to press and this is now is very good and happy really because the team is playing very well, it's a good team, I have much quality this team and uh, for me it's good to, to stay in this team now and uh, I would like to play my best, the same of Scotland. and yeah. I mean, You, you look good in Portland and you've got the versatility you can play on
0: either yeah. wing but already you seem to have got a good chemistry with like, Lucas Cavallini and yeah. like, with Jordi Reina you're linking up well with them. Has it felt a, a, a natural fit with those
7: guys? Oh, he's a very good player. Lucas is one good, good player. He have uh, much quality. He's physically hard. Uh, very good physically. Uh, play with the right, left, the same. Jordi is one good player. He's on back of the Lucas. He's pressed too much now before the... He's playing ringer, but now he's playing number 10, Jordi. And uh, Dajomi at right is playing very well because the team, the, the four player uh, in the attack, me, Dajomi and uh, Lucas and uh, Jordi, uh, play very well. Because in the training I try every day to to have more solution and uh, every day working uh, with the guy. And now in the pitch I'm happy because now he's uh, very good. And uh, I hope to play much better uh, every player more because now is one month I play with the, the new player, and uh, after two months, three months, he's been much better. But now he's very good. I hope to play much better uh, in the league. But it's good. I play. Uh, I win this uh, mini tournament in the Portland. Yeah. I'm happy <laughs> for this. I lost one game against Portland, but he's uh, not a matter lost a game. is uh, is one penalty and one cross, but he's going in the. But it's okay. It's happened the full after the second game wins. Uh, game number three win and now I'm happy for this and now I hope to, uh, to win the first game at home Saturday because it's very very important for me, the team, supporter and the coach and uh, every player, every guy working for the club. It's very important to start good in the league and uh, I hope really to, to win Saturday. It's much much important for the team and the club for uh, start good season. Are you looking at this
0: year as kind of a chance to kind of restart your career? Because you've played in lots of countries in Europe. Yeah. What brought you specifically to here? Did you always want to come and play in North America?
7: No, because in MLS now in MLS really is one good good league. You have good player in the league. You have Chicharito is coming now to Los Angeles. Every play, every game, every every team have a free-fall player is in playing in Serie A Champions. Uh, Premier League, it, uh, France Premier League is good league, and you have supported, uh, and now it's very good. And I'm very very happy to coming there, and I would like to take my chance when I have the chance to play in the the, the pitch to give my 200 because it's not easy. The the guy in Europe, uh, uh, yeah, MLS maybe is not the best, but when I you see MLS in the uh, now, it's very very hard because you have more more quality in this league, and you have very good player and. Uh, Training is very hard with uh, the coach, uh, really. But for me it's okay because I I <laughs> I love to working hard. But for me it's okay. But training is very intensity. But for me it's very good this. Uh, for me be better in the, the pitch on the Saturday. But for me it's not a problem this. But the league is very, very good. I'm happy to see there. And I would like to play very well this season. is very, very important for me. For my career. Because I don't play for one year. It's too long for me. And now I'm here. And... Uh, I'm very happy. Really, I like to to play and when I am the pitch. To give 200 for the coach, for the director, for the club, supporter, everyone, uh, and and it's okay for me.
0: You obviously haven't had a chance to, to see the city much because you've been d- down in Portland. But yeah. have you had a how how have you sort of seen the city so far? Does it feel like a place that you're going to enjoy living? Yeah,
7: enjoying living. is very good uh, life. Uh, Canada is very, very, very good. The city is a the best city I see in my life. With uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh is a very nice city. Yeah, as that's well. That, that's one of I the love. I it's, I different, really but, uh, yeah. it's different, but it's different, but it's little bit the same, but more building there. But uh, older. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. I, I love the this city. I love. Uh, this person in Vancouver is uh, open uh, every time for the help. Uh, it's okay. I'm very happy there. My my wife is happy. Uh, now I would like to play my best level now really because it's very important for me and would like to give really my two hundred percent now. For me, my family, the staff, coach, everything. And uh, my baby is coming uh, soon. Oh, <laughs> My girlfriend is, is premium. And I'm happy for this. For this, I would like to give 200% every day. That's fantastic.
0: Thank you so much for your Thank time. You. And good Thank luck. You. I'm glad to no see problem. you No problem.
7: Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Personally, I just think the Whitecaps should sign more players that's played with Edinburgh teams so I can dig out some Edinburgh rap again. That was David Milinkovic there. Um, Got a message during the hat from our good friend Har, who, yep, is probably amongst some others. The photocopier did go off as I was sitting down with David chatting there. I'm thinking, is it ever going to stop? It did eventually. But it was great because it was the new signing. Um, oh. So I was reading who that is. And I cannot believe... I mean, Marx hinted about Ronaldo and Messi <laughs> coming. But to get the double whammy, I just think that was an amazing... Wait, sweep. did
1: you did you read
0: all the fine print of the contract? <laughs> yeah, it said something about uh, Brixie, uh <laughs> Do you know where Breck Shea is? Yes, because I tweeted it out. <laughs> oh, you, He's joined well, USL Fort Lauderdale yeah. into Miami's USL team. Which is in... How the mighty have fallen which is and is Which well. is in what division? It's, it's USL, USL one. one. Yeah, so a third tier. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about it later. Mm. I wonder how his donkey's getting on. Anyway, great to see David... M- that picture of Breck Shea with his donkey... Remember he he's naked with his wife and then there's a donkey? Yes, yes. Yeah, beautiful ass. David Milinkovic, great to see him here, as I said, at the end there. He's hungry and that's what we need. <laughs> it's an important season for Milinkovic. He knows it and I think that is great to see because you want that hunger. You want someone that just needs fresh surroundings and a coach that likes <clears> you. Yeah. And he was, he was good yesterday. He did die off a bit. He's a winger or he was the winger that impressed yesterday. On the other side of the pitch, Christian Dahomey didn't impress me pre-season, didn't impress me yesterday. We saw pre-season that if someone sneezes around him, it seems to send him crashing to the ground. Good job the coronavirus sneezing isn't one of the symptoms, otherwise this could be terrible for
2: Who was the player during Robbo's time where they were like, oh, if he goes down, it's no big deal, he always goes down like that. was Carlisle was, Mitchell or something like that. No, that oh, down so yeah, easy. it was Mitchell when he goes down. He looked like
0: he was like, really, yeah, rubble. Like it. he was dead. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah. This this is a different kind of going yeah. down. To be fair, he was genuinely whacked a, a couple of times. He kind of overplayed it, maybe, especially when
1: one of the occasions he was hitting the chest and then went down clutching his face. I mean, we've talked about this many times in the past in the show. That this is a cultural thing, right? Oh yeah, uh-huh. in, in Colombia, and there's no VAR in Ecuador. Yeah, where he was playing, he was playing but he's from Colombia, and in m- many of the South American cultures of football, you're considered clever if you can con the referee, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's most likely the culture he grew up in, the way he grew up, and so it appears that that is still a part of his play, even though he is in a place that does use video system. yeah, yeah they might not have
2: VAR there, but the, some of the referees will still use the symbol.
0: Oh, he said he didn't I tweeted out is the homie the new Christian Teixeira and lots of people reply and go no because Teixeira could actually score yeah but a lot of folks said no he's the new this 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 which is a damning indictment of the ringers we've had over the years but Sebastian Fernandez yeah. is the guy that I probably should have said You're because he was a guy that that went down a lot and once you start going down like that and embellishing it and holding your face and referees see that, you're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. And but the reason Fer- I said to Teixeira was it did feel like to Teixeira for a spell was never getting any call Yeah, because he was going down. But Fernandez scored
2: that huge goal against the RSL, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a couple of goals. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, and I think Dahomey will yeah. because I don't think Dahomey's a bad player. And I, I just think hope Dahomey doesn't do
2: anything it. in his last game that way he doesn't come back. Oh, then. yes.
0: Yeah, Fernandez is never allowed to return the homie still has to find his feet or at least his footing (laughs) but I think once he does he'll be a good player I do see him as being a guy that's going to drop out of the team next week against LA I could see Montero coming in to play in the middle and then move Reina out wide but there there was this situation yesterday where the midfield's not working so the answer to that is just throw more attackers on the pitch and you could have argued to bring Andy Rose on at one point, just to try and bolster that midfield to get something going. I don't know. Things, as I said at the start, didn't go for the Whitecaps as they wanted on the pitch. I think they might have been maybe disappointed that there was another streaker for, for one thing.
1: It's not the first time that's happened. How did he like get the on third or fourth? How do you get on the pitch because they put up that extra fence? Mm. How do you get past that? showed
0: more pace than some of the Whitecaps players, to, to be fair, so MDS might want to take a look at him in the development squad. And let, let's be honest, he was no Erica Rowe. Famous streaker from the 1980s?
2: No, that must be a European. She got her
0: bits covered by, by a helmet.
2: No, I don't remember that. We were growing up in the 80s. Yeah, gu-
0: Google Erica Rowe. I think she was actually a rugby streaker. Oh, you said Erica Rowe. Erica Rowe. Yeah,
2: I never watched rugby back then.
0: So why was, was oh, there's some great streakers on, on YouTube. You could lose hours, hours in a box of tissues just watching those. It's very emotional. Off the pitch, though, things may not have gone as they wanted on it. Off the pitch, I think they have been happy that it was a sellout. 21,120 official sellout. A dip so, for so, what
1: it's been for the last two seasons. So does Panis not have to go to bed dreaming about a uh, 2 2 one 2 yeah. oh, anymore? <laughs> We'll hear that in a sec. The GEA
0: section seemed to work well.
1: Yeah. You, were, you were in it. Uh, yeah, I was there for a bit. Uh, more of, a, of an observer, um, less as a hugger. <laughs> uh, no, no, it, uh, it was. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the positives are you got as many active supporters together as possible uh, in, in one section. There it was really nice to be to have one song being sung in the ground, and I and I say that recognizing as a person who. Instigated more than one song happening in the ground. Yes, um, and we
0: could hear it up in the press box. Yeah, when there's all the different stuff going. Yeah, I saw the the fans' chant sheet. There seemed to be some chants I felt were missing from that. I, I talked to you about that,
1: June. Yeah, did you I, get those added in yet? I don't think. I mean, we'll talk about appropriateness in football later in the show. So oh. I, don't, I don't think those will make the cut. Du,
8: du, 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 yeah, yeah, du, du. I don't,
1: no. Oh. no, no, it was good, uh, Peter. Uh, Peter and, uh, the guys from the uh, people from the South side, uh, you know, put a lot of hard work into it and, uh, will, uh, you know, been on the show and Jeff and a bunch of guys from Curva put a lot of hard work into it. Other supporters obviously involved as well in doing different things. Um, yeah, it, it was like, it was, it was a good first step. There are issues, right? Uh, some people in the section don't understand that there will be flags waving during play. So that, that'll be a grown. Uh, yeah. That's the whole reason. Or that's one of the reasons to have the section, Michael.
0: No, I mean, I don't mean still waving flags. I mean still oh, so people, people understand yeah. that yeah. there's going to be yeah. flags. Oh. Mark Pan has talked at Whitecaps Media Day on Friday about how key it was to get the fans into the stadium early, making noise because this section is above the away locker room, which is something that I'd never actually clicked before despite being a BC place since 2011. But yeah, it's right above the away locker room. Mm. If you can build an intimidating atmosphere... And get it loud, and just try and make the players think. Oh, we're going out into this. I mean, it's great.
2: Yeah, the well, unfortunately, the rest of the stadium to... really can't hear uh, them I, I, because w- the music was so loud. Yeah. I wasn't in
1: the ground early, uh, where there a lot of people in. I wasn't either because I was at a VMSL game, or, so I made it. No, just in it was
0: to it was uh,
2: more than it usual. Was, it was more than usual. Yes, I would say uh, that. Yeah, oh. they, they
1: weren't supportive. Sporting, were they?
2: No, not yeah. as. much. there was a few, uh, like a little cluster that was. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't maybe
0: they were stuck outside in traffic. I don't know. Because there is a new tradition that was announced during the week of the players arriving by bus, had some hitches along the way. You could see the main one getting stuck in traffic. The supporters, though, cleared a path to let the bus go through. I'm sure, that went down well with all the other car drivers, and the supporters have they've really seemed to embrace this. I like it. It's very European. Players arriving together as a unit, unity. How the players are going to feel if they're struggling and then they kind of have to walk through all all the fans is another thing. And obviously, being delayed is not ideal as well when it's a home game. So, I mean, just your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean... I have concerns about how the front office connected with supporters on it in general because they didn't do you know why not clash they, with the march and things well, like that. Well yeah, the and, and the they march they, and they they should have communicated earlier and better about that, but that's an ongoing issue with uh, some of their people. In terms of yeah, I I think it has the, I think this c- can be a real positive thing. Like on the positive side, it can get people there earlier, can get them potentially into the stadium earlier, which is, can be a win for the sport, can be a win on the financial side. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be a win on the disrupting the – maybe supposedly disrupting the, the away locker room. So I think there's potential for it. The, the downside is, as you say, is uh, if things don't go well for the club or they hit a poor form, you're exposing your players to some pretty uh, – some pretty opportune times for people to express their 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 concerns about about things. Uh, the other thing is what happened on th- th- this uh, this game is like that's inexcusable. Like I uh, how you can uh, that, that might be the only reason why they chose to use the word anxious because they were there like over maybe ha- that's what made them anxious. They, yeah, because like that's just inexcusable. You you can't have that happen, whether it's paying to have the street blocked off or whatever yeah. it is. like
0: They need to liaise with the city and the police to get something done yeah. to make it a smooth journey, because it's just from around it the corner.
1: It would have been better for them to have been there early and have to wait for the supporters to show up or for yeah. something else than to be as late as they were. One of the other new things that they're trying to get going is a wave
0: started by the kids captain. Now, aside from me hating the wave and Steve will chime in, but it's different over here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: It is different over here. Though. I know, but a different meaning than what pe- Europeans take it. for.
0: people like me don't like it because we've got a different connotation of it. And amongst the hardcore supporters, there's going to be a lot of expats. It was in, stupid in to start it there. Yeah,
2: they should have started a different part of the stadium. Well, yeah. Yes. So, for,
0: for, I mean, I felt bad for the kids' captain because she's there trying to start the wave, and it's not taking off. Yeah.
1: So that, they so need here's, to do it in the you, north end. Here's a story about that, right? So again, the the very last minute, the Whitecaps front office goes to this board and says, hey, we, we want to do this thing with the kids, Captain. And the Whitecaps front office says, the kids want it to be a wave, which is cynical at best because you know the Whitecaps want it to go with their marketing. Like they want everything to try to yeah. go with their marketing. How many kids know it's a wave? Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so they want it there, which is, as you say, idiotic, because it's the group of people who typically least want a wave to be done. Yeah. Steve, you're right. If it, they di- it, it always dies when it goes around. Yeah. So it never. So it never yeah. got going. Yeah. Uh, so if it had got started the other end, they might have had more more hope. Yeah. I mean, but the but north, here's the thing: the it supporters starts in the north end. It does the supporters start the games. told them in response. I think it was Will told them it's in response. To, hey, why don't you get the kid? captain to start a white caps call and response that's already a a part of the culture it's a part of who you are as a club it's a part of the history of the club that'll go off like no problem and they're like no 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 it's got to be the wave overall though i do find it refreshing
0: that the club's trying out new ideas to try and make the match day experience a a little bit different and a lot of that is down to new ceo mark panis i got a chance to chat with mark one on one on friday but we're going to bring you that in next week's show He, he scrummed before that And coming out of it, the big talking point was all around ticket sales, or rather, the lack of them, the low numbers. And before we delve into any of that, let's just play exactly what Mark had to say. Now, Mark, most of the home openers in the past have sold out. Are you expecting a sellout tomorrow? I'm hopeful that we'll have a sellout for tomorrow.
9: We're really close and there seems to be a lot of fan enthusiasm. Um, you know, one, one thing that's really stood out to me is this idea that um, that, that tickets are, are, um, are available and uh, I'm not used to that. And so that's something we, we're going to work hard to make it that it's a tough ticket in town. Now, the great thing is we can open these sales over time, and fill this whole building. But for now, our magic number is twenty-two thousand one hundred twenty. So, you know, I go to bed thinking about twenty-two one two zero. We're trying to meet, reach that number for for opening match, and then every match after that until we can get enough tickets sold far enough out in advance that we can say, okay, let's start to open upstairs. And, uh, and really turn this into a, to a big house.
0: Now, before you came here, the club took the kind of unique approach of giving a season ticket renewal that you could return if you weren't happy with how the, the club had built over the off-season, kind yep. of a cancellation period. How has that gone for the club, and what are the season ticket sales looking like this year compared to years past? Yeah, so season ticket
9: sales are down relative to uh, where we've been at our peak. Um, I, listen, you are what, you, what your record says you are, and last year we finished in last place. Do we think we're a better organization than the last place organization? We absolutely do. And I think it's evidenced by the by the the talent we're putting on the pitch, but we're also accountable. and And we know that uh, at the end of last season, I think our ownership group took a step back and said, "This is not an acceptable level of performance for the club," and has made some significant. Changes and investments in doing that. And so, you know, I'm a manifestation of that. Axel Schuster is a manifestation of that. The new players in the pitch are a manifestation of that. Uh, So there's a lot of commitment here. And, And, you know, we're all focused on the same thing, which is, you know, putting the best environment in place for our fans and our players and make the toughest home pitch to play. To come to and, and, and play against the Whitecaps and and hopefully deliver a winning product and and when we do that, ticket sales will will take care of themselves.
1: How many season tickets has the club sold?
9: Yeah, so so I'm releasing them now. We're at uh we're at eighty uh, eight hundred uh, season tickets right now.
8: Just one thing, uh, full season equivalents is over 10 and a half. So when you buy all the oh, tabacos, if you're doing
0: the FTS, yeah, yes.
9: yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Like like listen, it um the the direct question was actual full season, but but you always calculate on um, uh, full season equivalents. So because you're going to have people buying uh, the multi-packs been multi-game packs and so forth. So we're over 10. Did you get many cancellations at the end of January? We got a significant number of cancellations in, the, in that process and um, I think they were, I think by the end of January, they were, I think by the end of January, Axel had been in place for a while. We had been signing players and building, um, uh, building the squad and I think that... Uh, that they had tapered off by the end of January. So I think if there was dissatisfaction, people probably dropped earlier. And look, we welcome them back, you know. Um, we, we'd say to them, um, uh, obviously, they felt there was a reason to to step away from the club for a bit. Okay, that happened. We want them back. We want you all back because we, we believe it's, uh, you, you were a right cap season ticket holder for a reason, and, uh, and we want you to uh, reawaken that passion for the club.
0: From your previous experience, especially in soccer, what's kind of been your biggest challenge coming to a league like MLS?
9: You know, can I can I come back to you on that? Because yeah. this is we're right before opening day, so I really need to I really need to dig my teeth into the whole game day environment experience. And I can probably answer that a lot better in three or four weeks' time. But what I can tell you is that there's been nothing that's surprised me in the way the league operates other than it operates at a really elite professional level that I think rivals and, and in a lot of ways exceeds uh, a, a number of the, of the top leagues in the world. It's very, very professional level.
0: Mark Pan is there talking season ticket numbers. So 8,800 individual season ticket renewals is the figure that he gave out. If you add in... The packs. all the other stuff. The flex packs, the five-day match packs, sponsors tickets. Half-season tickets. Half-season tickets, all those kind of things. Is there half-season
1: tickets? Well, there has been in the past. I don't mm. know about this year. I
0: think that is something they'll look to bring in. But what the, the Whitecaps are now saying is there's a, a season ticket base... Of eleven and a half thousand. Now, for me, if you're asking about season ticket numbers, traditionally, season tickets are someone that's got a ticket for the whole season, not all these other things. Put yeah. in, but I, it's a new to it way. It, there
2: is a new way of doing yeah, it. That's and, a, that's the a new way businesses
0: operate. So basically, what I asked the caps was: so if you didn't sell another ticket for yeah. the rest of the year, every game you'd have eleven and a half thousand people, and they said yes. So that is the base that they're working. Because
2: on. there are companies out there, like they have premium subscriptions, and then they have the mid-level subscription yeah, or something, and <laughs> and then and then, But the, what they do is when they they take it to the shareholders or something, they put it all as one yeah. kind of thing, and so they they kind of like uh, even it out or whatever. By the I mean, end.
0: however you look at it, it's not great numbers. No, it's not great numbers. It's
2: also not a surprise, and I think
0: no. with the season that they've had and the last everything that's happened on and off the pitch fully expected and
2: you want the honesty from this your ceo
0: panis has been honest from the days come in which is making people
2: making people uncomfortable yeah which is you can see the
0: mad panic getting set off but
2: you you understand that the mad panic actually makes you look
1: worse when you're doing that well no i don't think they do because yeah. all they care about is the perception. It, the highest number they've ever been given to supporters for a season is six, 16,500. That would include full season tickets and equivalents mm-hmm. and, and I'm likely sponsors as well.
0: It's been falling ev- every year. Yeah. and that, I mean, that's that's t- to be expected. It's down 17%. And as you heard there asked about the, the whole renewal thing and the cancellation. So a lot of folk did cancel.
2: I think the highest was probably like in the mid-Robo era, right? Yeah. Probably yeah. somewhere yeah. there. Yeah, it might have been. A
0: winning team on the pitch and or playing attractive football is certainly going to help yeah. get the numbers in. Saturday's showing probably shows that the club's got a lot to do to win these fans back. I've got no doubt at all that Panis is going to bring in a lot of innovative ideas. I'm hearing that the club might be introducing new $20 tickets. Fans will pay $20 to get into BC Place and then $40 to get back out again. <laughs> and if you want to leave before the end of the game, it could be $50. But overall, it's a tough sell for the club. I feel for the ticket reps, I've got to say. It's, that is not an easy job for them right now. So when they call you, don't abuse them. Be at least civil. You can laugh when they try and sell you your season ticket package, but you know, be nice to them.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, a yeah. It's a difficult situation for them uh, But it's one really It's like a, the bed they've chosen They, they, they have to lie Because they made it
0: I, A winning team Things will change But Panis has got so many good ideas We'll bring you The other chat I had with him In next week's show as well We, we talked about a lot of, of What he's hoping to bring to the club But we are going to be back
8: With some MLS chat After this Hi, I'm Johnny Russell And you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show
10: We're the P And the D From Stornoway Town We're in a hired van that better not break down We'll stop for a smoke Some coffee and tea We'll reach in Bursniggy Grab a burger with cheese Well, go and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the abbey and give it laldy. Go and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the abbey and give it laldy. Go and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the the abbey and give it laldy. Go and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the abbey, give it (mit) laldy. Take it to the Abbey and give it loudly. Go and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the Abbey and give it loudly. Go
0: and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the Abbey, give it loudly. Go and pour yourself a little brandy, take it to the Abbey, give it loudy. Giving it loudly. Pete and Diesel there are artists of the month for March from the Hebrides, Stornoway town in Scotland. That's a song from their second album, Light My Buyer, that came out at the end of January. Hope you all enjoyed that one. They went down well last week. I got a few messages from people saying that they really liked them and wanted to to know more about them. That was called Brandy in the Arry. An Arry in sort of Gaelic. It's a, a hut on the moors where people can go and just kind of sit and drink and just get out of the cold and the wind and hope you enjoyed it. Loudy as well, if anyone doesn't know what that is, is if you're giving it loudy, it means you're giving it your all. You're giving it your utmost. It's a Scottish word. And I guess that's what the the village stand and the GA section is going to do. And we've actually got a couple of uh, tweets in here about that from folk that's listening just now. Angus Walker uh, said the GA is working great because you can't see how bad the Whitecaps are playing because of the effing great big flags that are in the way. And then you were just explaining to me at the break more about that. Angus Walker said, it's you just can't see because of the huge flags. It's great at the start when a goal is scored. He won't be sat there again. If he does have to buy a GA ticket, he's going to make sure he gets in early and sit at the front. Um, then Joshua Griffith shared a, a video of some fans that were going, Ole, ole, ole and then they were going to like put the flags down and stuff. He also said, though, that one of the goods from Saturday Night Game was it's the loudest he's ever heard BC plays for a Caps game. I didn't think it was that loud, I've got to say, but, but I mean, was there a lot of abuse yesterday because of the flags?
1: Yeah, there were some, but, like, whatever. That, like, that, the, the people there will push on. Like, that's what that section's for. So if you don't... Like, we were talking, if, if you don't want to be... If you don't want to be in a a section where flags are being waved during play, then you're probably, like, why did you choose seats in that section?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so for all my jokes uh, at the start of the show, I'm happy to see both the Caps and MLS back in action. Opening weekend for me was highly entertaining, and it already looks like the West is going to be another battleground for this season with teams taking points off each other left, right, and centre. It's going to be tight. It's going to be exciting. I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing how it all, all plays out. Just, I mean, what's your thoughts about the league being back? Are you excited?
2: I would say that I actually watched more MLS because it was available today on TSN. Well, that was a fantastic <laughs> thing Clearly, well. TSN yeah. has not very much to show anymore, but so they decided to show MLS because they have the rights to the games. Um, so it was, I had it mostly in the background, um, but it was, it was, I found it fun. I was able to afford and catch all the goals and everything that were there. Some of the games weren't that great, but I thought it was overall not too bad for first week.
1: Yeah, I I watched more than I did some weekends last year, but I also was just kind of like on in the background while I was doing other things. But, um, yeah.
0: It was, was good. So we got our first look uh, at the Western Conference rivals in in league play this weekend. And before we delve into all the MLS chat, though, I want to talk a little bit about the Champions League in midweek. There were some fantastic matches, some shocks, some amazing moments. Seattle are out. Your Seattle team. Yeah, obviously I was heartbroken. The only MLS team to bow out in the round of 16 and the winning penalty was scored. Oh, bloody Leveron. Leveron, yeah, oh, Johnny, Johnny Leveron. Yes, former Whitecap Johnny Leveron got the winning penalty. Debbie Flores as well was was playing in there. I, I'm just so disappointed that FC Dallas aren't in. He could have had Debbie does Dallas in in the next round. That would have been fantastic. LaFC looked clinical. They fought hard to overturn a 2-0 mm-hmm. deficit against Lyon. They, they looked really, really good in that game. Lyon did not look good. For no, them. <laughs> Montreal game was pretty boring. Saprissa had their chances.
1: Yeah, I talked to Bola. Bola was disappointed. Uh, he, 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 I mean, he. I think got an was it assist in the first game, or was it? Yeah, I think assist in the first mm. game. And then he had a couple of good crosses in that game, but unfortunate. That would have been nice if Saprissa yeah. had won that.
0: NYCFC, you went through. Atlanta went through, and the the best moment came in the Tigres game. You kind of wanted Alianza to to pull off the shock. Oh yeah. But I mean, who doesn't like to see a goalkeeper scoring a winning goal? The Tigres keeper goes up ninety fourth minute winner to send Tigres through. Crazy. The scenes were just immense. But the, I mean, this I loved this. Disappointed that those weren't on TSN, you had to watch it on the app or on the website or whatever. But the gap, it feels like it's closing, not just between MLS and Liga MX, but these Central American teams who are in full mid season modes playing out their skins and like great performances.
1: Yeah, you hope it, it keeps going from the in the quarterfinals. But yeah, it was a good round of sixteen, probably like the best I can remember in a while. Yeah.
0: So let's get back to MLS proper now. Yesterday we got the chance to see one of the teams that many, myself included, will feel will be in the playoffs. Steve has even tipped him to get into the MLS Cup. That looks good right now. (laughs) Did you tell Peter Vermees that? No, I did. Ah. You should have. You would have smiled. They've made some additions, and although they struggled pre-season and they didn't look world beaters against us, you've got to say, they looked comfortable. From your first look at KC... Thoughts on them? Do you see them being in that playoff picture? Yeah,
1: I mean, what you talked earlier it was this big like two top new striker showdown thing. You also have to remember it was second last versus last from last year yes. playing off, right? Yeah. And second last made last look like they were last. Yeah, and KC started um, but,
2: strong. last year. But Kansas year then City then, last year, the, the, it was an anomaly last year. Well, they the, had injuries. Galore. But the thing is, they had champions. Had, no, yeah. they had, yeah. the, also the problem is, is when they <laughs> had everybody back. That's when they struggled. They had, remember mm. they were they were they beat us Probably here. Just no chemistry. They, they as beat well. the Whitecaps, <laughs> and then they were we were talking about oh their their summer transfer windows. All the, all the players are getting back from injury. Yeah, and it just didn't work out for them. Um, but they it was an anomaly for them where they finished last year. I think. The fact that they kept the good players that they had last year, the the solid players, the Espinozas, the Russells, um, Eric Hurtado, uh, well. Matt Bestlers, um and the, the, Russells, and then they, one, and then and then they added to each level. Yeah, they added a, a new central midfielder yeah. and a striker, obviously a winger, a, a defender. I think they look really yeah. good. I think I think think they'll be a good team this
0: year. Confidence high amongst them as well. If you speak to the players. They fully believe that they can do something this year, not just squeeze into the playoffs, but actually be, be content. Did you else. talk
1: to any of their players? Yeah, did you get a chance to sit down? I, was there any particular player I you wanted to talk to? I did you, did didn't you
2: get, really feel like talking did, to anyone.
1: I, but I swear I saw a photo of someone, in, like you in an embrace with one of their players. No, one of their players hugged me. All oh, right. It wasn't Eric. He saved the hugs for yeah, you.
0: Yeah. It may have been a little Scottish guy called Johnny Russell. He was pleased to see me. I'd got a chance to chat with him for a few minutes. Let's bring you that now. First of all, Johnny. When I last spoke to you, you were here. You mentioned your your wife was expecting. I know you've had the baby now, yeah. so congratulations. Thank you. How has that affected your kind of pre-season prep? Has um, it
8: affected it
0: at all? Or?
8: Not really. Uh, so the the guys came back on the 18th. 18th of January they all met up in KC uh, I had the baby on the 20th so they flew to Arizona on oh. the 19th and I flew out on the 23rd 23rd I, I flew out and met up with they so I was only back home for, for three oh, days so hi, oh, I haven't I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen my son uh, they come back they're coming back to Kansas on Tuesday so oh. it's been, been about six weeks now that I, I haven't seen them so I mean it's it's tough, but at the same point, um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm in pre-season for about five weeks, so you know, it'll be difficult here, no family. Uh, so it's you know it's good for them to be back, have people around them, and for my wife especially to get some help as well.
0: Now, it's been a little of a strange pre-season, kind of just looking at the the lineups, and I know you, you did an interview I watched, mm-hmm. we kind of addressed the, the guy had said you, you seem to have been in the the B team with the fringe kind of players. Mm-hmm. But the last game you, you were starting mm-hmm. so I mean are you expecting to be a first team in the mix regularly this season?
8: Yeah of course yeah. Um, you know I want to play every game um, I don't want to miss don't want to miss a minute and you know especially you know I've, I've got international games coming up as well and you know, I can't afford to, to miss any football so it's no I'm hoping obviously I'm selected uh, tomorrow in the, the line up and then you know, going from there, I, it's up to me. To, if I'm selected, I need to stay in there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be going out every every training session, every game, and make sure that I'm in that team. And you know, that's the way I've been out throughout my career. So it's not going to it's not going to stop now.
0: The season that KC had last year, is like mm. Vancouver as well. Not not a fantastic season. The, yep. the two bottom teams are in the West. Both teams have made some exciting attacking additions. Yeah. Now, you've, you've brought Toledo in. He mm. looks like a guy that's really going to c- complement your style and it yeah. looks like you guys can have a very exciting partnership this year.
8: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we brought Alan in um, from what we've seen of him so far and, you know, you just look at his pedigree as well, what he's done in his career. So, great signing for us. Um, someone that suits the way we play very well. Uh, bringing Kyrie back as well is, yeah. is massive for us and, you know, I've added... You know, we've just added quality throughout the team um, bringing Gaddy in as well Um been really impressed with what I've seen of him so no it's, it's exciting times you know last year was was difficult um, it was difficult to be involved in uh, obviously just a season to forget really for us yeah um,
0: I mean was it just the injuries I know the CCL kind of derailed you a little um, bit but you seem to have so many injuries last yeah, year
8: yeah we had a lot of injuries to, to key players but you know we built a squad that we felt we were capable to, to deal with that um and it was just down to us. We we didn't deal with setbacks well. There's so many. I think from leading positions, I think we dropped the most points in the league. Um, so you, you can't you can't legislate for that. We can't justify that. We we were up in games. The amount of late goals we lost uh, to tie games to lose games. You know we cost ourselves so many points, and I mean, it's it's okay saying it now, but. You know, if we hang on to those games, if we see those games out, then we're comfortably in the playoffs. But we didn't, um, and that's something that you know we've worked on. We need to put right. Uh, but it's you know a lot of new guys, so trying to get them into the way we play. It's taken a little bit of time in pre-season, but everything's looking good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a. I mentioned it was a strange pre-season. It's like a, a series of losses sort of mm. to, to end it. But mm. this team looks. I think most folk expect you to be mm. a playoff contender at least this year, if not in the playoffs mm. Looking around the West do you see yourself we, we've kind of thought there's maybe th- three or four tiers in the, in the West mm. this year you've got the LA's that you expect Seattle, Portland, and then teams like KC, Vancouver that mm. might be battling for the 5th, 6th, 7th spot, is that how you're kind of maybe looking at it?
8: Not at all You no. see yourselves as we're going contenders? Today. Yeah, we're going top, that's, that's our aim, um, we are not even in our thoughts of scraping into the playoffs, just getting in there. We want to be in there comfortably. We want to be as high as we can, so come the playoffs. We want to be one of the top seeds so we get we get our games at home. And that's where our aim is. I think that's where our aim should be. Last season was a bad season, derailed us a little bit, but you look at the season before, you no know, we went out and you know we were comfortable. Um that's that's what we want and need to get back to. Got to ask you about Scotland, mm-hmm.
0: big games coming up Israel, the, the first one, is this a year we're finally going to get back to a major tournament, hosting games, I mean it looks
8: what to do that. It. It's the best chance we've had in, in a number of years, uh, so it's down to us, like you said, tough game against Israel and then if we come through that, another tough game away, so we're well, two games away, uh, that's the way we need to look at it, we need to give everything we've got for these two games, we've got a quality side, a lot of young good players, um, a lot of players who are in good form at the minute. So if we get everyone going and playing the way that they have been at the clubs, then you know I'm extremely confident that we can we can qualify and you know probably be the, the highlight of my career if I'm selected yeah. in that and getting Scotland back to a major tournament. Um, you know I, I don't think there will be many things that would top that for me. Just two sort of fun
0: things to, to finish with. Last time I spoke to you You were really enthusiastic About living in KC mm-hmm. If you were selling KC To somebody To go and visit mm-hmm. I'd wanted to go and see A game there for ages Because mm-hmm. the stadium Looks amazing yeah. how, how would you sell The stadium and the atmosphere And the whole city To, to
8: someone? Um, I think it's it's One of those places I know a, a lot of places Everyone speak of, speaks About their fans You know the Portland Seattle Places like that You go LAFC You know you go yeah. to places Like that And everyone talks About their fans But also. are up there, if not, you know some of the best yeah, fans and you're in the league. so game. close to the pitch as well. It's a great stadium. It's been it's been built great. You know, it's not it's not a huge stadium, yeah, but it's yeah. it's always <laughs> packed. It's always packed. They're always behind you. Um, you know, even when things weren't going well last year, you know they were still packing the stadium. They were still getting behind us. And it just as it's, it's such a it's a really family orientated place. Um, and it is just a—it's a great feel. It's a good place to play your football, and you know, for anyone that hasn't sampled it, I, I'd highly recommend it. Oh, it's just only good like this no season. At all. Just man, Bye.
0: Subtitles for that interview will be available on <laughs> aftn.ca. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we got more Scottish the the more we talked. That's what happens. You meet folk from Scotland and then your accent just gets thicker and thicker as as you go through. Was that the only thing that got thicker? (laughs) Yeah, my hair as well. So, MLS. A two-goal win for the Caps would have seen them go top after the first night's action. It ended with six Western teams winning, four drawing... And only three failing to take any points and losing. That was Vancouver, Portland and New Boys Nashville. The Caps have finished the first weekend last in the West. I'm always a firm believer of starting as you mean to go
1: on, sir. And second last in the league, I believe. Oh. So same as. And they're picking
0: it up where they left off. Yeah. The more things change, the more things stay the same. One thing that has changed, one thing that is new, though, is MLS has a new anthem. Let's hear a little bit of it just now.
2: I, I quite like it's by it. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, famous movie. He's done all the Batman films. So this repla- Dunkirk, Inception. Those this kind replaces
1: of... the Whitecaps rapping dude.
2: Well, I think because just like the kit, I think this is going to be for every beginning of every game all this year, right? Yeah, because because it's every a, game. It's uniform now.
0: It, does, does this replace in Columbus my famous Columbus Crew rap that I, I like to play?
2: I, I think it does.
0: By yeah. Sean Barnes, Yeah. where he's doing things with other things. <laughs>
2: Lion King. He did Lion King too.
0: Oh, not Sean Bans. That'd have be been nice. that'd <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. We'll Just let this play out
2: a little Glad bit in, eater. The, in the back. Gladiator, another great movie, and a great soundtrack too.
0: I think Steve swallowed internet movie database. Yeah. Let's delve into some of the games quickly um, and some talking points from the opening weekend. It was a weekend that saw late goals, red cards, major injuries, VAR, and the White Cats were also playing a game. We touched on it there, TSN showing all the games. That was great. I hope they keep it up. I don't think they will, but it's the way to grow interest in the league for teams to see teams from outside their market, if you want to use the terminology. It was great. I PVR'd the games. Some I watched in full. Some I fast-forwarded a little bit through, but it was just great to have it all there. I've got the zone anyway so I can get it, but I just think there's something nice about just watching it and being able to PVR it and watch it at your leisure. And fast forward and all that kind of stuff. MLS kicked off the 2020 season in DC on a horrible looking pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was... It's because it's
2: shared by the the, uh, XFL team now. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Is that what it was? Because I thought it was a soccer-specific stadium. No,
2: because that's why where the goal uh, six-yard area. Because yeah. yeah. it, it's, it's actually small. supposed to see defenders there. Oh, um, and they they kind of agree that they, like, rub it we out. should
0: do that at BC Place, just so Ali Adnan knows yeah. where he's meant to be on the pitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you saw you saw the video of him trying to cover Eric Hurtado. Yes, not he covering Eric Hurtado. Showed me that, so I've seen that yeah. now. Yeah, quality.
0: But that first game. It was a battling come-from-behind performance from Colorado Rapids to see off D.C. 2-1 in the end. Kai Kamara tied things up before Jonathan Lewis volleyed home a 92nd-minute winner. Bit of ping-pong in the box, but got his foot on it. Great goal by Kai. Oh, lovely header by Kai. And it's like doing what Kai does. And it's the kind of start to the season that can give a team that no one is expecting much of some momentum. And the last thing the Whitecaps are kind of needing just now is Colorado team, teams round yeah. about them, like Colorado, getting a bit, a bit of momentum and starting to do stuff. But
1: yeah, well, they get to play them next, next in the in the table. So, or sorry, next their next home game is against yeah. Them. So, so they they, should...
0: they need to win that because I had I had them down as winning three of the first games in the two months We've already lost one of them. Yeah. Now, aside from KC beating us, Saturday's other Western winners were FC Dallas, another team I didn't expect much of this year. That was one of the surprise results of the weekend for me. They beat Philly, who were so strong last year, 2-0. It was at home. It was a fairly even match, but not much to see there. Sunday, saw the Sounders back at it after their CCL exit. The defending champs were made to work hard for a 2-1 win over Chicago. They came from behind as well. Jordan Morris hit a double. Winner came in the 93rd minute. They probably deserved to win overall, but the fire finished the first half strong and started the second half strong. And they could have had more goals, but Sounders doing what Sounders do and getting off to a winning start. Jordan Morris could have had more
2: goals if he learned yeah. how to like hold the line. Hold, yeah. Yeah. And they
0: also, they also got a, a goal road out for VAR as well. That was At least one, bit. wasn't there
2: two? There's like two or three that yeah. he got caught offside. Mm. Or are you talking about VAR? Oh, yeah, VAR. Yeah.
0: The new boys Nashville they fell 2-1 at home to Atlanta. Now, a but not lot the of biggest points in this. Not
2: the biggest loss in this game was yeah, the actual no, ma- result yeah. of the match.
0: There's a lot to unpack from this. First of all, right, Nashville's Puzzle game look. day experience. Just shy of 60,000 fans. 60? 60 that was sixty. Mm-hmm. How many does that stadium hold? I don't know. It's a football stadium. It did not look
1: like sixty
0: thousand. Fifty nine thousand and something. It no. was. No, that must hold like a hundred thousand. I saw <laughs> the, the aerial
1: the, view and like the one half the,
2: was empty. Yeah, the football stadium is probably if it's a if it's the it must be college
0: one it, it holds about eighty. It was Tennessee Titans. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, then it's probably about seventy ish. My guess.
0: What did wow. you think of their very first tifo dedicated to Fife legend Johnny Cash? Why is he a Fife legend? His family came from Fife. Really? Mm-hmm. Original? Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, he traced them back to the 11th century. I'm not
2: a big. I, look, if the, the, I think they were the supporters group is called the Backline. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. No. One of their. And I it's not, not because of the other podcast either. <laughs> what is I don't like. What are we going to? Somebody going to call themselves the Midfield?
1: I haven't looked. I, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't looked <laughs> into this. The We're the goalkeepers. Yeah. I haven't looked into their groups, but w- I saw someone at the game holding up a scarf that said "Roadies." So is there a supporter group called the Roadies? That makes sense. That's better.
2: That's way mm, better than maybe. this backline. I think yeah. the backline sounds like something that's made up by the organization. Well, they're they're yeah. beating, yeah. Mu- yes, yes.
0: They're beating and, the music thing today.
2: And, and, the, and the thing is, uh, they, they're uh, taking a page out of Portland too, where instead of. Um, giving them a stump yeah, ha- of Hacks a tree Jim they're, not, they're not giving a tree stump they're giving uh, a record yeah. yes they're
0: actually well, so, okay noise from the game goal yeah. sounds. yeah that might be a blank disc on a few no a few walker year, zimmerman but, got them their goal oh i mean i'm pleased for walker zimmerman because Poor guy. i mean that guy he's like oh back with lafc looking forward to the season got ccl coming maybe make a run for the mls cup i'm going where 12 days before the <laughs> season
2: a lot of people do like living in Asheville, though.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. But when it, I, this is not a city thing for me because, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're hard to beat twice. LA. But the club oh, yeah, that's and, good and point commitment and, and ambition.
0: Yeah. First ever goal, he'll go down in history, so good for him. Now, the other thing I want to talk about before we get to the big, big talking point. like, Did, did you guys watch the game? No, I didn't watch uh, all I of it. I only saw part of it. Right. Right? Yeah. Did you see what happened in the dying seconds of stoppage time? No. Nashville keeper Joe Willis. What are
1: you talking about, Willis?
0: <laughs> so Nashville keeper Joe Willis comes flying out of the box to break down a move. He kind of jumps in front of the, the attacking Atlanta guy and it hits his chest and the ball spills away. But Atlanta keep the pressure on. So then they try and ping the ball forward. But Willis jumps up again and handles it with both hands. This is about 10 yards just over the halfway line. Drew Fisher, that Canadian wonder of a referee, gives him a yellow card. That's an automatic red card. Yeah. The Atlanta players are going nuts and they can't, they're like, what are you doing? Didn't even review it in VAR. That doesn't make sense at all. uh Uh-huh. But the big story from... from Sorry, now I
1: know what the big story is. Yeah, the big story.
0: Joseph Martinez... Went down injured. Got jinxed by my choosing yes. him to score the most goals. <laughs> uh, he, he should not pick anyone to be the top goal scorer. Hey, Fernando, Fernando Addy Addy. injured. Hey,
1: he came off the bench for Columbus this weekend.
2: Last week he called, he, he was uh, he was uh, uh, wishing injury on. Uh, I was not Charlie wishing. <laughs> I
1: oh, was boy. not wishing injury. <laughs> what if they get injured? They're not going to go. Maybe either. that's why he didn't cover Hurtado. Yeah. Maybe he's injured.
0: Martinez went down injured, but he actually got up and continued for a l- few seconds, minute before having to go off and it's now been confirmed he actually tore his ACL on yeah. his right knee and the fact he even got up and tried to continue with well, that is well like you don't
2: you f- these things you don't feel well, right adrenaline away adrenaline yeah and the thing is also you. when I I didn't know he got injured but when I heard that nobody was around him when he got injured he just fell I knew right away he's done for the season. Yeah. I called it in, like I, I said, he's done. Because whenever somebody gets injured and nobody touches them yeah. or anything like that, you know something's bad. Has to have an operation. It's not been
0: deemed yet that it's a season ender. You have to think it probably will yeah. be. They, they, an they, they, they don't
2: have their top two goal scorers from last year now because Martinez, obviously yep. 27, Gressel had six. And the next person had two. They've got, but don't worry.
1: Don't worry. They got a good replacement. They've
2: got
0: one other striker on their books Adam Jan. <laughs> Frank DeBoer was quoted today as saying, well, yeah, if he's going to be out, I'm going to ask the owners for another striker. You figure? (laughs) Could could Freddie Montero be moved to Atlanta? Who could we get in return?
2: Man, if this was a visual, I'd put a light bulb right above your head right now. Adam (laughs) (laughs) John,
0: Joseph Martinez. That'll be the big thing. White Caps have signed Joseph Martinez for the season. The other expansion side was a David Normanless into Miami, so obviously they lost. Yes. They actually only fell 1 0 to LAFC, which was actually not bad. I thought they'd, they'd get
1: hammered. I think David was supposed to play USL this weekend, I think. He was outer Miami. Oh. Yeah, I think
2: so.
0: Carlos Vela got the winning goal. 10 straight MLS matches now he's scored in. Now, with Martin is out, he's likely going to run away with a golden boot, you've got to feel unless he leaves in the summer, which I kind of fully expect him to. LA in Houston played out a 1-1 draw in Texas, with the only real thing of note being Chicharito didn't trouble the stats people, but did seem to yell a lot at his yeah, fellow teammates. Yeah. It's a what is Latin?
1: Why would, I thought hmm.
0: when you retire, you don't yell so much. Hmm. San Jose drew 2-0 at home to TFC. This was beautiful. Last second they came back from 2-down. And yeah, last-second equaliser in the 95th minute. Even better because there was only three minutes of time added on signalled. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff you love. Yeah. And it was as Alanis capping off his another MLS debut. Bad,
2: free kick. Another bad f- f- foul given away. Yeah. He just swung his hand at him. He's in and an
0: ironic.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Orlando on RSL played out a 0 0 draw. Only points a note from this. Zach McMath, clean sheet. Giuseppe Rossi came on, officially signed this yeah, week for RSL, 79th minute. Was he booed? No, I don't think so. Any thoughts on anything?
2: No, it was good. Um, LaFC. I know. I um, mean, you know, Inter Miami only beat them, uh, lost one nil, but Miami, uh, Miami had nothing going forward. I don't want to call them just Inter. Um, Miami had nothing going forward. Yeah, so get sued. Yeah. If you... uh So um, my, but I think it was not until like the 80th minute where they actually got a shot on goal. I'm not sure. I, I could check that again. But um, but it was basically just like. Zero going forward. They were just holding on basically the whole game.
0: Last little bit of, of MLS thing just to before we round this section up. Two owners this week, one from LAFC and one from Inter, came out and said that in 10 years' time, they think MLS will be the third league in the US, third sports league behind NFL and NBA and one of the best leagues, top five in the world. Now that latter is not happening without a major yeah, overhaul in the 100%. financial aspects
2: of the league. I think even the even the uh former will not happen unless yeah. that happens. I for me though, I think it's, this is... It's, it's very bold of that they think that they were gonna overpass baseball. I know baseball Well lo- they've got ambitions. Which yeah, is great. baseball is still very popular. Yeah. It might not be it What's the like a popular sport. Yeah. Things down there. Now, hockey it could overtake in the U.S. Oh, not yeah. in all yeah. areas of the U.S. Maybe in the su- southern areas more, but not in all areas. But in Canada, definitely not. Never going to overtake hockey for sure. I think though it's indicative
0: of the fact that there is a battle raging behind the scenes. You feel between these ambitious owners that want to go and spend and bring world quality players here and big name players, and then the others that are happy with the salary cap as it is because they know that they can't compete. And that's going to be a very interesting battle over the next five or ten years, I feel. Mm-hmm. But that is it for Cats and MLS chat. We're going to be back after the break with some CPL chat. How's it going, guys? I'm Ben Fisk. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Welcome back to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio one hundred one point nine FM, broadcasting from the unceded Muskrat Territory at the University of Beautiful British Columbia.
2: Tell us what that was, Steve. That's a song called Dead Wheat by a band called White Lung. Uh, they're a band out of Toronto.
0: Oh, is that one of the symptoms of the coronavirus? How you possibly?
1: <laughs> I know your white blood cell count goes higher,
2: doesn't it, when you get sick?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, don't I know think like you, know. Get, you get a virus, like you just come in a room like this and just sweat it out. True. It's, or you it's pass it to each other. Yeah. Well, well you're coming b-
0: alone. We need to stay six feet away from each other. So.
2: How close do we go to the mics with somebody? There?
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's been using these mics? Oh, no. I need a mask. Someone give <laughs> me a mask. Masks don't do
0: anything. I was reading about that today. It's like Is that because they're sold out? If you've got it, it kind of stops you spreading it. But if you haven't got it, it's not going to stop you getting it. Ah. Uh,
1: the, my wife sent me sent us a picture today of people on vacation with a giant, like, mask sun, like, a, a sunburn, a sunscreen. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I was watching the news tonight, and they've been panic buying in Costco. Yes. Folk are
2: stocking up on toilet paper.
1: Yeah. And they had to have a guy there to, like, like make sure people didn't take more than one or something. <sighs> Absolutely there was ridiculous. there
2: was one of the somebody tweeted. I think it was JJ
1: tweeted, retweeted. Yeah, somebody, Russell Russell was tweeting. Russell Beresford. No, but somebody tweeted
2: out that the one guy that they interviewed on the on the oh, news yeah. had a box of condoms and uh, coconut butter or something. It was uh, sixteen
0: oil. boxes of condoms yeah. and some coconut oil. Yeah, that's that's a great weekend. <laughs> anyway, you could feel the excitement building as we headed into this month. The social media chatter increased. People were dusting off. Their hashtags, digging out their finest clobber, pulling on the boots, doing up their laces, anticipation reached fever pitch. Because yes, Football Violence Awareness Month is back on AFTN. Now, people often say to me, is there enough songs for you to continue Football Violence Awareness Month? And to those people I say nothing. I just hit them over the head with a (laughs) bottle. I like how you have a. Are you going to use the FVAM as a yeah. your hashtag? Hashtag FVAM. We're going to kick off this this year's Football Violence Awareness Month gently. It's a song from 1982 from Derbyshire punk band Blitz. This is simply called "Someone's Gonna Die." Meant to say at the start that if you're listening uh, to the show with your baby sleeping in the other room, you might want to turn the volume down a little (laughs) bit. Apparently, the music sometimes (laughs) just blares out and is at a bit of a different level than the speech. It's not meant to, but or get some
1: headphones. hmm,
0: That as well. That was Blitz there with "Someone's Gonna Die" from the 1982 album "Voice of a Generation," which reached number two in the UK indie charts. Different times. I mentioned there about folk saying, do you, have you got enough songs to do this? Genuinely, we could have Football Violence Awareness Week and I would have enough songs to, to take us through to the end of the year. I've got a lot of these in my locker and I've got a nice selection coming up this month. But somewhere that I'm sure you will not see any football violence this season is in the Canadian Premier League because we're all friendly here in Canada. We like to hug each other. Maybe not with the coronavirus, we might just have to kind of like elbow bump each other. But MLS may be back. We're still six weeks away or so from the new CPL season kicking off. But the teams are ramping things up. Signings are continuing to be made. Pre-season plans have been firmed up. And a new range of kits have been revealed, or at least the home ones. I'm going to start the, with The, the primary ones. The original seven, as I think we'll call them now. Their new home kits, primary kits, were released on Thursday night. Ottawa are going to be releasing their home and away ones at a future date. The away kits are coming in April. Before we get into our thoughts and ranking of them, I'm keen to get your thoughts on if it's too soon to bring out new kits. Shouldn't we be seeing kits every two seasons as opposed to every season, or is this
2: what we can just expect well, the thing is, with the white caps they do new do a new one every year, but they kind of yeah, alternate because away, they have yeah. three kits, so they change so, yeah. one a year. So no, they have two kits.
1: They usually have, th- have a third jersey, no. don't
2: they? No, they've only the, had Arbutus, that when it was their. Oh, what's it? Okay. No,
1: I, I agree. It, it it's uh it feels a little bit weird to have all new kits because the secondary kits are coming out later, uh, and so now those first ones are done. It feels like either they see this as an opportunity. To make more money, make money, but it also feels like a little bit too much too quickly. Like, I, I think what they should have done is they should have um, kept one of them kept from at, last year? at least one of them, yeah, uh, and then done that. Like, I think, like, I mean, that's what the white caps did in MLS, right? The, the second year they replaced the home one, right? I think it was, I don't remember. The, sorry, the white one.
2: No, they I thought they replaced the, the darker oh, one, the dark those. one, yeah, I think so. But I can't remember your... I can't remember I actually.
1: Yeah. But they replaced one. Or maybe they just brought in the Arbutus? Possibly. I can't remember. But it was not... It was not. They did not replace both any year, right? Like, there was no yeah. like double replacement. And that's what... Like, for example... Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about this great club later. But that's like Bayern, that's how it works. Is one year the primary changes, the next year the... The the secondary changes, and I think it's the year the secondary changes, the Champions League kit also changes. I hate the whole primary and secondary. It used to be home and away, and then. No, just... when it was, home it was home and away when you were growing up? Uh huh. Oh. I am older. Because, yeah, when I was Our strips up, were made of paper. It was like, I always thought it was you always wore to your primary unless there was a clash, and then you'd switch. That's how mm. I remember, but. Just some notes on some of the strips. Pacifics still has
0: a trident sticking in your ass, <laughs> purple front, white back. Not a huge fan of that. Halifax Wanderers, they've got a sound wave on their kit for some Barrett's Privateers, a song long adopted by the Privateers' 1882 supporters group. Valor FC have a bizarre double collar, which makes it kind of look like a sewing machine slipped in the factory as it made it. It looks horrific.
2: Look, it kind of looks like they have, you know, the ascots, those things that they have. Yeah, actually, it kind, yeah. Of, kind of gives yeah. them a little ascot Cool.
0: FC Edmonton. They have an X on their their strip for just ten years. Un- under the badge. Yeah. It's for ten years. Oh, it's for ten ye- years. Oh, th- oh. I thought it was because that's how some rural Albertans signed their names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Forge. They have to sign that's how they signed to buy their tractors. <laughs> They can't read and they, they can't write, but that don't really matter because they come from Alberta and they, they can drive, drive a tractor. Who are?
0: Who are? So we've just lost a big chunk of our <laughs> our listership there. Sorry.
2: Uh, so like you were saying, talking like about cavalry. You talking about Forge?
0: Yeah, Forge. <laughs> <laughs> they have a gold champions patch on theirs, obviously because they're the league's golden boys. They kind uh, of look like a fine. popsicle
2: too. Mm.
0: I I can only imagine that's the reason that they've got the gold. Can't think of any other reason that they would have earned that with Cavalry winning the the two championships. But uh, let's rank them then. I'll I'll give you mine first. In seventh place, Forge. Sixth Valor. Fifth York. Oh, wait.
2: Oh, Oh, do you want
1: to... Yeah, let's do. Let's do everyone seven. Everyone. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Who, who? What's your least favorite? I concur on seven. Okay. I
2: have York as my. Oh. What? I'm not a I, big. I just I'm don't like a, the orange and. Black. I'm not, I don't understand that, but yeah. I don't. I'm not a big fan of green. I don't like green. Mm. I do
1: not like green either, and it's my number one. I think.
2: And it's like, oh. and I don't like the strip right down the middle. I'm not yeah. a. I don't. It's uh, kind of odd to me. It's well, like I think last year they had the
0: their nine stripes going I mean, horizontally. Yeah. Now yeah. they going uh, It's, it it's going to be
2: uh, a sash next year. I'm not. Not a huge fan of green uh, as the that color, yeah sixth sixth, I have forge I have valor
1: uh i I just don't
0: like that color
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with uh Halifax
0: oh, oh, very interesting. I've got York as fifth
2: I got valor, so our
1: bottom three are basically the same, yeah. just in a different order uh we're on five i'll put I'll put valor.
0: I have Pacific at four because of the white back.
2: I, uh, I didn't even notice the back. I didn't, I didn't see yeah. that part of it. It seems like it's like yeah, have you seen? Bo-
1: did you see Busto's <laughs> post with his number 10 and stuff? Yeah. It, it looks better with a number for sure. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I, for fourth, I have Cavalry. Oh.
1: Yeah, for me, it's a toss-up between Pacific and Cavalry. So I'll, I'll go Pacific four. I have the Eddies as three. I have
2: Pacific as three.
1: I'll go, ca- three. I'll go ca- Cavalry as three cavalry i've got as 2 i am going edmonton 2 which is shocking to i me. have
2: halifax as 2 ah,
1: i've got halifax as number 1 i have edmonton as number 1 i have york as number 1
2: i do,
0: see i like the the halifax color scheme
2: yeah i don't mind it too much but i do i for something about the edmonton 1 i i uh, even I know you're not supposed to put the sponsor, but the sponsor, the way it looks too, it kind of gives yeah. it an extra yeah. look and everything.
0: Ed- Edmonton's, like I, I've changed i like changed this over the, and I over really the last like, couple of days. I
2: really like the fact that not only like the whole um, Alberta, uh, what do they call it? Al Classico? What yeah. are they calling it? Al Classico. Yeah, Al, Al-, classical. Al-, classical. Al- classical. For the Wild Rose Cup. The, the, two, the two sponsors are two airlines. So you got yeah. WestJet on one side and then Swoop Air on the other.
1: Okay, who owns Swoop? Canada guy... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a It's, it's a
0: but the Eddie strip's really grown on me because I had it down lower when I was first ranking it and then I'd moved it yeah, up. Same. It's clean. It's it, nice. Yeah. It's very clean. I like yeah. the blue,
2: too. I'm a big fan of that blue. I know. The colour. I like the colour in it. Color, yeah.
0: We collar, yeah. We are joking about Albertans. We love all Albertans. Please. <laughs>
1: please let us have our oil. You guys really... I like this... Uh, I mean, I don't like the Y9 on the back of the York Kid, but...
2: Oh, that uh, I never I like, even noticed. I, like I just York don't kid. like... I don't, I, I've... It's just odd to me. I, I, the, a, the, it's a
0: Rangers fan and Steve coming out.
2: Hey, did you see... Why, what's it, the Rangers? They don't like green. Oh, no.
1: Did, did you see Bustos and, all, or Bustos and all his friends posing for the kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was going to ask it's, you about something. It's it's not... A, did you see the picture? It's not even a solid green, too. It's a weird... It looks like a, like a, a green tiger. Like, Ooh. the strip has, like, black in it, too, the Ooh. green part of it. So maybe that that'll of, be their new mascot yeah. to replace Yorkie. Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, on to some player news, the Pacific FC signing that we teased last week still hasn't been announced. Uh, Shepard, what's his name? Should I put on mute? There could be a late spanner in the works there because I'm wondering if Ottawa might be potentially interested in them. But mm. as far as I know, it's all signed, sealed and delivered and should be getting announced soon. Pacific did announce, though, that they've got a new goalkeeping coach, former WFC2 player and FC Cincinnati goalkeeping coach, Mark Village, has retired He's reunited with Pamidou who he was with at FC Cincinnati. So plays for Mark. Mm-hmm. Great guy, good keeper. He's, he's loved there by the fans. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a good core to work with. He's got Nolan Worth and Callum Irving mm-hmm. as well. So that, that's a good thing. Pacific have 16 players officially signed right now. And they're only using one of their seven international spots because they've kind of gone local. But one player who finally confirmed that he mm. is not going to be with Pacific this year Ben Fisk, Fisky revealed the news on social media this week, but he has confirmed that he's going to be staying in CPL. So it looks like Ottawa's a, a lock for him, I'd have to think. Amir Didic has returned to FC Edmonton after his pre-season trial with the Whitecaps. Sissoko's returned to Halifax as well, as we is mentioned it, last week. Has he
1: signed a deal? Like, that
0: yeah, he signed a okay, deal. Okay. The deal was he was a free agent if an MLS team came in, right. and if not, he'd, he'd go back to the Eddies. Yeah, okay. And the Eddies are coming to, to BC for, for pre season. So please don't kick me for what I said about your, your strip. <laughs> they're going to play at least three games here in a t- day, 10 day stint from March 15th. There might be a fourth game. I've been trying to organise a, a fourth game for them. Like, g- genuinely, been trying to sort a, another game out for them. Are you going to come? you get to commentate on it? No. Oh. I'm hoping to play in one of the games oh. that, that they've got because they're playing a team that's struggling for some players just now. So I said, I am available. Then this could be my big break. Signed, (laughs) Jeff Powell sees me and he's like, hidden gem, diamond in the rough. When you said big break, I was wondering which bone you were talking about. Yeah, that's probably the biggest break. And just one last thing in this section. Last week, I was so excited. I was talking about Canada going to the island on the 27th, the VISL Cup final weekend. the Jackson Jackson Cup on the 28th. Encouraging everyone to make a weekend off it. Hopefully you haven't booked your accommodation for that weekend. Because the VISL have decided to bring their cup finals you know, forward a week to the 21st. Why? To...? Just logistical things yeah. at the stadium and stuff. And Canada wanting to train there. And yeah. Disappointing for me. I might be over the, on the island for two weekends, Ren. Anyway, we'll be back with the final part of our show
7: after this. Hi, I'm Derek Cornelius, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
0: Best thing to come out of Seattle since the I-5. That was, I Fell, Wiccan Faze, Spring Eternal. The theme song for AEW wrestler Darby Allen, Seattle native. And you'll be glad to know, Zach, this is the final part of tonight's AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Muscoom Territory, at the University of beautiful British Columbia. And in this part, it's all about AEW and the wrestling. You can leave now if you want. Have you watched Revolution from last night, Steve? Yes. That was one of the best pay-per-views yeah, I think uh, I, I've ever seen. I agree with that. Uh, Start to finish, quality wrestling. There was only... Great one, storytelling.
2: The only one match that was uh, not that great, and it's only because... There wasn't enough time to build that story. The women's, the women's match, match. Yeah. they didn't I have enough time. Through it, they honest. didn't have enough time to build it. It was a good match, but there, because there was no, st- and it, because it came right after that tag team match, uh, it came yeah, right yeah. after that. It was a difficult oh.
1: one to follow up on. They didn't even notice Steve was wearing his bobble. I mean, Bullet Club shirt. I was going to wear my Darby Allen shirt, but oh. it was short sleeve, right. The tag team match was
2: one of the best I've that, ever seen.
0: I amazing. can't remember Hang a tag man, team Bridge, British Bulldog and better. British Bulldogs? Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Good Canadian boy from... Versus Winnipeg. the Bushwalkers? And the Young Bucks. Yeah. And there's... There's lots of hints. We were supposed to do Steve, that Steve
1: just did something that looks like he's trying to get on TikTok. With the Young Bucks. <laughs> well, with the Old Bucks. Yeah, you guys... Yeah. Although I'd probably replace the B with another later as well.
0: The Old... If you haven't watched AEW Dynamite on TSN... And you were a wrestling fan before, and you've maybe kind of moved on, or as I would say, grown up. (laughs) Then (laughs) check it out; it is absolutely fantastic. The storytelling, the writing, the characters—just everything about it. It's a little bit old. It's
2: it's a little bit old school in the way they develop the stories, but then you have the. Action that is kind of new school. It, it's a combination yeah. of both. Music. Old school
1: yeah. story, new school action.
2: AEW. Yeah. That's the
0: bunny. The bunny. Yeah. What does AEW
2: stand for? The butcher. All elite wrestling. Oh. The butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Yeah, the bunny's
0: the best. I'll take your words for it. So, MLS is back. We talked about that. The white caps are back. We talked about that. Football Violence Awareness Month is back. We played you that. Do you know what else is back? Right here on the AFTN Soccer Show. What's your favourite jam? Traffic jam.
10: What's wrong with raspberry? What's wrong with plum? How's about a blob of elderberry on a scone?
0: What's your favourite jam? If you're sitting at home, you're having a muffin or a crumpet or some toast, you decide to have some jam in it. What's your favourite jam?
8: Oh, this is terrible because I had loads of jam when I was back home. My daughter loves it. (laughs) Um, I cannot even remember the name of it. Um I actually got really into it, so on the Scotland trip, some of the hotels we go to, they do a, they do a scorning jam and it is uh it's incredible. I think it's Hall's. I think it might be Hall's jam.
0: Okay. What flavour, strawberry?
8: Strawberry. is yeah. the one. Got to go strawberry, it's my it's my daughter's favourite so there's always strawberry jam kicking about the house and uh, <laughs> she got into when she was here peanut butter and, and jam. Uh Kinda of fell away from it when we went back home. Apparently, she doesn't like it anymore. So ah. we'll see how long that lasts. Probably about a day when she comes back here.
10: Yeah. good luck this Not season. At all. Just Bye. What's
0: your favourite jam? Johnny Russell, Strawberry Man. I think his his favourite jam as well, along with all the KC players, may have been the the traffic jam outside the stadium that delayed the yeah, Whitecaps. I think players that's yeah, especially if damage. that had an
2: effect on the game, yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, we're bringing our jam segment back. I loved this segment when we brought this out years ago, and
2: we might even should we, some should we recap we what did. everybody's favorite jam here is. You, yes, okay. Zach, your favorite jam?
1: I don't know, strawberry or raspberry, oh. maybe blackberry. I like orange marmalade. That's not jam. That's, not that's jam. marmalade. Damn it! Didn't we have this the conversation? Clue isn't like- the name marmalade. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Didn't we
0: have this conversation? <laughs> I once? think we did. Yeah, a marmalade is not a jam. A five-game pack is not a season ticket. My favourite jam is rhubarb and ginger or rhubarb and strawberry. I like my rhubarb. Lots of rhubarb on the show. Let's have some more as we get to BC Soccer Web Headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com. Your one-stop site for local, national and international news, stories, features, everything you could want from the world of football. Make it part of your daily routine, morning, night, shake it whenever you want, just make sure you check it. Been a lot of stories up this week and Steve is going to bring you some of the good ones right now.
2: Uh, a few stories here. First of all, a uh, little bit of news from CPL preseason. Um, FC Edmonton is going to be. I think you mentioned they're coming to BC. Yep. They're also going to be heading off to Saskatchewan for a preseason friendlies. It's going to be their Saskatchewan summer soccer series or whatever yeah. they call. But this, in March. In March, yeah. Um, they will host uh, the a, a select uh, Saskatchewan team. Will be hosting the CPL side on March 20th and 29th. Last season in, in the summer they hosted uh, TFC two and the Calgary foothills. The prices for these tickets are going to be ranging around from 17 to $32. Next story. Uh, we talked about coronavirus earlier, Italy, uh, it may be lifting their ban on sporting events by Monday. The government, uh, has had a ban on most sporting events, where, cause there's a public, uh, get ga- gathering. Um, but somebody, uh, might be lifted because of the number of cases are st- stabilizing. The outbreak forced a number of sporting events to be called off throughout the country this past weekend, including a number of Serie A matches in the north uh, north of Italy. Including some that were scheduled to be played indoors, they
0: actually ended up calling them
2: off. Italy has also closed schools, museums, theatres, and in two regions where clusters have formed, the troops are enforcing quarantines around 10 towns in the Lombardy area. Um, Serie A matches this weekend are set to be placed behind closed doors. So obviously the weekend we're in right now, and as well as Inter's Europa League match at home, uh, on Thursday, Serie C has canceled all games in two leagues, which have, uh, teams in the North and there, are, uh, certain games, volleyball, rugby games. were also suspended nationwide and throughout the weekend. Mm. Cause fun fact, Serie C, the C actually stands for coronavirus. Oh, well. Um, also, in Newcastle, they're banning handshakes mm. um, in training. Uh, Steve Bruce said on Friday that the players and staff had been advised to avoid handshakes in a bid to prevent spreading of the virus. UK right now has 19 confirmed cases. It's grown,
0: actually, since you since that headline came out. Scotland's and, now got its first confirmed case. Oh, good thing
2: you got out of there. Then, huh? Yeah. Um, the club were not taking... The Bruce said the club were not going to take any chances. He goes, there's a ritual here that everybody shakes their hand with everybody. Um, As soon as we see each other uh, every morning, we're going to stop that on the advice of the doctor. Yeah, they're going for the old Geordie tradition of just headbutting everyone instead. (laughs) You should wash your hands too. Um, FIFA, a story out of FIFA now here, uh, they're they're making a big transformation on reforming the target to end player hoarding. Mm. I have to say that, really be careful with saying that. Uh, And mega paydays for agents. Uh, From next season on, non-domestic loans amongst players aged 22 and over will be limited to eight out and eight in with a figure progressively top, uh, dropping to six by the end of the by the sorry by the 22 23 season number of players that can be loaned between the same two clubs will be capped at three individual leagues would be given a period of three years to implement similar rules for domestic loan deals though it they can't be enforced because of FIFA rules among the clubs who will take note of this are Chelsea and Monaco because Chelsea has been guilty of loaning out at a vast number of players while Monaco has currently as many as 18 at other clubs. Agents are also said to be hit in the pocket with a, in a move to make transfers more transparent. FIFA stakeholders are saying that they are limiting commission since the conflict of interest plaguing the football's transfer system right now. Under the latest recommendations, selling clubs will not have to pay more than 10% of a transfer fee Agents also can only get 3% of the players' share, reno- uh, remuneration, whatever you want to say, and another 3% for representing the buying club. So that, that'll be really limited there. Player hoarding is a blight on the game. And it's like,
0: the bit in the UK... Scotland, Celtic and Rangers—they buy up all the top young talent so that their competition. But, can't and, but have they're not. Them. But they're not they don't getting don't enough get players. they yeah. play in the reserve games, or they get loaned out to the lower leagues, and it stops these players' development. And, and it, it's, it's it hurts a great the playing. national side. Oh, pumps, it, be, absolutely. Yeah. So I said, that. I don't think there was any more headlines.
2: Oh, there's one more. Uh, Bundesliga. No no. no, no. There's an easy Bundesliga. No, no. <laughs> Bayern Munich and a Hoffenheim. Do you want
0: this to go for another hour? Go ahead. Bayern Munich and
2: Hoffenheim <laughs> players refuse to play as a fan, as fan protests escalate. My notes in here is C Zach. Yeah, okay. So they'll take over
1: here. There's lots to say about this. The first thing I'll say to try and keep it a, a little bit shorter, although it won't be short, uh, is a uh, friend of the show, friend of all of ours, Manu Vet. Yeah, get comfortable. Michael. <sighs> Michael's lying down. Get my
0: bed for the night here. Uh,
1: Manu Vet. Uh, from Transfer Market. Did you know he's from Transfer Market? No, he yeah. never mentions it. Yeah, he's from Transfer Market. Um, but you should go listen to his Gagan Pressing podcast. Uh, it's uh, episode one, I want to say 154, I think it is. It's the latest one. What was one. the pronunciation? gagan Pressing. Okay. Yeah. You know the counter pressing? Yeah. News. Uh, against Pressing. Um, So, yeah, go listen to that. He goes into greater detail than we're going to be able to go into right now. Here's here's some things you need to understand and some of the background to this and some of the uh, varied things that are being discussed this is not a simple one note issue so uh, often on the show you've heard me deride uh bull as uh, for their approach and what they've done in in, in germany specifically mm-hmm. and also what they've done in salzburg and other places around the world yeah they're growing <clears throat> well yeah
0: they're like the coronavirus of football
1: yeah that's true um but no uh the one of the main problems with bull is they are they go they subvert the 50 plus one rules in Germany. In Germany, all the clubs are member-owned. This is not some joke thing like the Whitecaps. You're a member of the Whitecaps and you have a season ticket. The members actually own the clubs. You pay a membership fee every year to be a part of the club. You vote on things of the club. It's it's a community thing, right? So the Bundesliga has a rule that the clubs have to be owned by, by members, 50 plus one, and then the rest can be owned by other people or corporations or individuals or whatever. Um, there are... Uh, There were two exceptions to that. Uh, So people always ask about this. The two exceptions, of course, are Wolfsburg, which was started as a factory club for the workers of Volkswagen in Wolfsburg, the home of Volkswagen. So they are exempt from that. Like Volkswagen owns the club, and so they have an exemption, which most people in Germany, as far as I understand, have no problem with whatsoever. The other one is Bayer Leverkusen. It's also a factory team, Bayer. They make aspirin and all that kind of stuff. It was a team started for their workers, whatever. Those two are exempt. <clears throat> Sorry, those are the first two that have been exempt. Deadpool is not exempt. They've subverted the rules by making their membership like $10,000, and there's like 10 people on their, in their members uh. or whatever. So they subverted it. Hoffenheim was bought by Dietmar Hopp Hop- uh, Hop like 20 years ago or something like that. He played for the club way back in the day. Uh, he bought them when I want to say they were in like the fourth division. Uh, now, Dietmar Hopp, if you don't know who he is, he owns a company called SAP. Which is this huge, oh, yes. huge, huge company? I don't know if he still owns it, or he sold it, or whatever. But it's a—I think he still doesn't. It's a huge, like company, like ginormous, like billions of dollars. Um, but you see, they're advertising
0: at so many sporting events. And stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he bought them and began to invest into them and shot them up through the the Bundesliga uh, through the the German football pyramid. Um, and so, so if dead bull is like the number one hated team in Germany, Hoffenheim for their structure, Hoffenheim is number two. Um, whenever I, whenever I go and make my, who I want to get related from the Bundesliga, number one is dead bull. Number two is Hoffenheim, Um, and then three is usually someone like Paderborn or maybe Freiburg, although they're the only really black force. Team. Anyways, um, they're not like for their ownership model and how things are run, Are run at the run at the club. So, but then uh, SAP is a premier uh, sponsor, partner of the Bundesliga. They put a lot of, he puts a lot of money into the Bundesliga. In 2015, they gave him the same exemption that they gave to Wolfsburg and to Bayer Leverkusen. So just because he's been faithful to the club and whatever, and he's a big, big money person... Uh, they gave him whatever. So for years now, Dortmund, the Dortmund ultras have been at the forefront of uh, the battle against them and expressing their hatred for this because it's not traditional, it's not part of the rules, it can be seen as being unfair financially, all this kind, of, all these kinds of things. <clears throat> so they have expressed this. Hop. Uh, what's come to light is uh, so they're in their expressions, both visually and vocally, at w- away games at Hoffenheim. Hop set up a system to play music to drown out the away support, which you can imagine how that went down. Oh, um, So that was a huge, a huge thing. Then uh, – Does this involve, like, putting giant speakers beside yes, them? Yes, Because yeah. I Yeah, yeah. Saw pictures of that. <clears throat> so there was a big controversy over that and how that was not allowed and whatever, and they did it anyways – then – so uh, I can't remember if it was this year or was it was in, uh, last year or when it was. But Dorman – when Dortmund was there recently, they, again, expressed – they put up this banner that says he's a, an SOB, which can be translated also son of a whore. But if you read some of the translations, those are – can go either way. Um, so whether you feel that language is too strong or inappropriate or – uh, an appropriate thing in a football stadium, that's up to you, your own personal interpretation. It's a compliment. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. So they put up this banner. Now, they also put up, and this is why for me, like, that's not language I would personally use, but it, they also put up a picture of his face with, in the crosshairs, which I believe that mm. that does cross the line. Because yeah. that is like a, could be. That's like it, a death rate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, I think, crossed the line. The problem then arose, it got taken to another level because the DFB, so the German Football Federation, who previously has said there will be no, um, what's it called, Uh, I'm forgetting the language now, but there will be no like blanket bans, right, they won't won't blanket ban groups, like a group that they might say, okay, we're punishing, Steve was holding up the banner or whatever, Steve... You know, Steve's responsible, or you know, so he's he's got to get it. So it's always Steve. It is always Steve. So they—I uh, I, want to see the right wording here, so I don't screw this up. But anyways, they.
0: But this isn't the long-winded version.
1: Yeah, okay. this is not the long-winded version. Uh, so this happened. So Dortmund got this blanket ban, and the and the ultras around Germany f- freaked out. So what Bayern did at this game was they just held up the same banner as a protest to the blanket ban. Saying this, is you can't, okay. and so it said, DFB, you're going back on your word not to do blanket bans. We're holding up the same banner because you, you're going against your, your word kind of thing. <clears throat> so then the, now the, there's, again, there's all kinds of elements to this. So what they ended up doing, cause the, the DFB knew they got, they knew that the ultras, this didn't, this didn't just happen in this stadium. It happened in other stadiums, but this is the focal point because it's Dietmar Hopp's stadium. Right? He built this 30,000 seat stadium in a, in a village of 3,300 people. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's all, there's all kinds of interesting things about it. So what the referees then did was mm. they they put into action what you do the UEFA protocol or FIFA protocol for when racism happens in yeah. a stadium. There's a three part three step process or whatever and they began to put those steps into place. stop the game. okay If it doesn't stop, you take the players off the pitch. Then if it doesn't stop, then you end the game, I think, is the third step. Yeah. I might be wrong on that. but No, I think it is. <clears throat> so they began to implement this, right? Uh, so finally, the I think, I guess they took it down. And the players took it on themselves to say, we don't agree with what's happening, so we're just going to pass the ball back and forth like that. One of those old World Cup games. Yeah. So the last 13 minutes was just them passing. Byron was winning 6 nothing. Like, Byron was having a crazy, a, a really good game without Lewandowski, who's injured. Anyways, so all this happening. So... There's all this going on. So the Bayern people have been like, this is un- we, this is a terrible thing. You shouldn't say this about this person, whatever. So in one sense, I, I understand that. But I have a problem over Dietmar Hop's ownership structure. Not him as a person. I don't care about him. as, a, But the ownership structure of Hoffenheim, I don't think, is right. Um, I just can't see how you can so,
0: like instigate... So now Racism protocols for
1: something like that. Yeah, so one of the problems is there's been racist things that's happened even this year in the Bundesliga, and they haven't enacted this stuff. So now they're saying, hey, this billionaire who gives us lots of money, you can't say not nice things about him, uh, and we're going to use the racism protocol to respond to it. But when there's actual racism, we don't... So so Hop isn't
0: like... He's he's not.
1: He's a Caucasian
0: male. Yeah. Yes. Is that what we were just? Not saying. a race. I was going to say. Yeah, he's Caucasian. Yeah. male. he, so he yeah. is a race, but you um, know what I mean. So, anyways, and so, so there's now. There's no racial undertones to yeah. even
1: so, put into. So even if you think this is stupid, you the structure, whatever. You like, you're, you're North American. You're like, oh, this is dumb, whatever. Uh, There's there's all kinds of layers to what's happening because the ultras have basically come out and said like this is we're gonna go all out there's gonna be an all out war over this like they're not they're not going to back down this isn't like going to battle with MLS where teams will just like okay we won't do like they will there will be you know football violence awareness months there's potential for this to really kick off in Germany not just with Bayern not just whatever the thing is Bayern's playing Schalke I think this week in the cup and Schalke has come out and said we're going with a one uh, a one level. If anything is sung or said, we're walking off the pitch and not coming back on. <laughs> oh, so wow. there's like all kinds of crazy, like it, yeah. So this it, this happened. It happened. A uh, Union Berlin had a, a banner with, I think, crosshairs. Uh, uh, Cologne, I think, had like it was. This was. This is not an isolated thing. So this is a bit of a battle of al- uh, ultras against the uh, against the establishment. Now, when you listen, if you listen to Manuel's podcast, you also hear though that ultras in Germany are not like some of the ultras around the world, where all you hear is they only do bad things. Ultras in Germany also stand up for, uh, you know, freedom of expression, freedom. Um, well, yeah, I think everyone thinks of St. Pauli and everything. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. it's not just St. Pauli in Germany. Yeah. They they stand up for the, you know, uh, safe. Uh, refugees welcome, they stand up for uh, all all faiths all genders, all world views uh, all sexual orientations are all welcome, like kind of things. Yeah. so they're not like all these just crazy people who are de- demanding crazy things they are also seen as uh, inclusive and welcoming and all these kind of things so it's not a, like a simply they're just, you know, they're they're terrible people who are just, you know the
2: problem is the, the word ultra does have that negative totally, connotation yeah, and totally. people are going to, because, because of what America. happened this weekend they are going to get that sense so it's of It's going to be
1: interesting to see what happens. There's a lot. The uh, the, the, the Munich Ultras, which are collected, uh, they have their umbrella group is called the Sudkurva. Uh, Sudkurva 12 or whatever. Sudkurva Munich 12 or whatever it's called. Uh, Club 12? No, this is not Club 12. Anyways, the, the Ultras in, in Munich, Shikaria is the big bigger group, but they've put out a statement just expressing how uh, their views on this. There will there'll be more to talk about this in the week, but if you're really interested, please go listen to Manuvet. Thanks for the time, Steve. On headlines, I greatly course, appreciate
2: it.
1: I don't mind. So we'll cut
0: that out the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's actually really interesting because I'd seen
0: obviously Manu had tweeted stuff out and I'd read some yeah. stuff, but I didn't know the full background to it. So
1: the, here's the thing: like if you, Manu even says this, like if, it's one thing. Like if, if you're hopping, you want to invest in football, that's fine, but you have to go in with some pretty thick skin because anyone in football, yeah, that is, I agree with. Yeah. Anyone in football is going to be criticized. Manu even says, like, I as a reporter get criticized. The referee, because he talked about you know not just racism. There's this uh, really awesome uh, female referee in Germany who takes crazy abuse, but they don't they don't do anything about it. But for this rich guy, they're like, yeah, we're shutting it down. So it's kind of awkward. So definitely check that
0: podcast. We'll retweet it from the AFT account as well if you're not sure where to find it. So that is it for tonight's show. Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online and what you learned from tonight's show. I learned. Uh, Zach maybe doesn't understand what brief means. <laughs> you knew that. You, you didn't learn I that. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, learn yeah, that tonight right enough.
2: <laughs> um, I learned that Michael wants a, a team of hungry players on this pitch. Definitely.
1: <laughs> you need it. Oh, I learned uh, what AEW was. We'll, we'll start playing your videos next. Time. Yeah, please. No, it's okay. Where can they find you online, guys?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Whitecapspeed.
1: For me, it's
0: at ZacharyAM. You can find me on AFTN Canada on Twitter. AFT and Soccer on Instagram, and AFT in Canada on YouTube. Please check out our videos, like, subscribe, and give a thumbs up as well. Dance, Zach, dance. <laughs> We're going to get this to catch on. I know. Uh, We need to get you a, a nickname, like Chopper or something.
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's late. I think I'm hallucinating now. Anyway, thank you for listening to our Nonsense for another week. We will be back soon with more. Preview guys will have you covered during the week in the build-up to the LA Galaxy game. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care. And on the MLS is back.
8: Going to your first match is an experience you'll never forget.